through the hourglass. Today is the longest day of my life. Welcome back to the Longest Days of Our Lives, a 24 Fancast. It is day three, hour nine, and I am one of your co-hosts, Jack Bauer, super fan, Mike Cushing. And I am another one of your co-hosts, 24 newbie, Curtis Perry. And I am your third and final co-host, Jack Bauer, super fan, Michael Howard. And when do we stop calling Curtis the, a newbie? Never. He, okay. Because I ain't seen none of this stuff before. He's, Michael, on the any specific episode that we have watched nah, in our good recording, point. he is... The newbie. That is true. All right. Although mm-hmm. I will say, once we get to season five or six or seven, at a certain point, all of us are newbies. Because I definitely did <laughs> not continue watching the show to a certain point. So, oh, I did. I watched it all, but I don't remember ev- anything. No. Michael, you've seen every single episode of the Hit Show Twenty Four. I have seen every about. episode that involves Jack Bauer of the Hit Show Twenty Four, including all of the interstitials and played all the video games. That I 100% know is a goddamn lie. What? There is no way. I, I refuse to believe that. You are Why? A, uh, all nine seasons. I watched all that shit. I think there were no. 12 seasons. No, there wasn't 12 <laughs> seasons. Okay, hold, here's a question, Michael. How many times did Jack Bauer die? <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, okay. I, There's eight answer- seasons plus live another day. Mm-hmm. And then Legacy, which which was the 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 like made for Dr. TV Dre movie. Season, sure, yeah. Dre Day. Don't just call it Dre, Dre Day. Day. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, I refuse to believe that you like actually physically paid attention to any of season seven or eight. Why would you? I? Did, you know what? Good for you. If you did, good. I <laughs> I just don't believe it. We you were. Watched, so- what? I don't want to spoil anything for Curtis, but let's talk about season three, episode let's talk about nine. Season three, Bellas. episode nine, the important one, the one we're all here for. The new. I remember one. being excited at the season eight premiere because it it always comes on after the Super Bowl. That's fair. Wait, so we all watched. Never mind. We all watched that episode like we all watched the episode of Grey's Anatomy where someone got a tank shell in their chest. I've never seen Grey's Anatomy, so you I'm did new. watch that episode because we were watching it while we were playing beer pong, and I went on a nine game streak and I listened to Paul McCartney at the halftime show, and uh, I don't remember the rest of the night. I'm just gonna sit here and drink. Anyway, Michael, yes. imagine how excited you were for the season eight premiere. Yeah. How horny were you for this one, though? Uh, this one was good. Curtis, were you horny for this one? Not to begin with, but it popped up. Yeah. I went six to midnight at, at a certain point. That, was, uh, that will be revealed mm. pretty, yeah, man. to our fans. As soon as it happened, I was like, I cannot. I'm so jealous that Curtis gets to see this. <sighs> I couldn't. Uh, it's been a weird night for me. So I had to watch the episode tonight. I was battling two different th- two different priorities. I, I'm going to rely on you guys more than normal this episode because I That's was not able to take my full so- notes. It's a bad idea. Yeah, no. <laughs> hey, guys, the show's going to suffer. The audience is going to suffer. I'm going to be confused and lost the entire time. But I, I have my notes, but I, I didn't stop and notate literally every line of the show. So mm. I'm going to rely on you guys. Okay. I got you. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. But I got I got some pretty serious I notes. watched about 20 minutes ago. I finished the episode. Um, my dog has had massive diarrhea and vomiting all night. Oh, poor bear. And then I also had to make uh, cranberry sauce from scratch with the rest. With the rest, we said fifteen minutes. That bitch took um, an hour and a half. No, nah, so, anything that has to cook down, you have to like multiply it by five. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I didn't know that. But um, so <laughs> the pioneer woman, Reed Drummond. Hey, mm, you yep. s- you suck and you're bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> Are 
they just have magic magic things that cook things down faster. We're they just, got that cranberry reduction. We're just okay, I'm done. on in the I guess in the frontier, time doesn't fucking matter. She's like, I don't know, what am I gonna do? Look at cows? Yeah, fifteen minutes. I saw fifteen yeah, she cows. She doesn't, she doesn't do anything. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. But minutes aren't real for her. Well, I I took the horses out and I fed the chickens and I came back and that was that's fifteen minutes. Jody's been out in the field for I don't know nine <laughs> years and he came back and my son's got a beard now. I don't. Fuck so that. all of the all of the newer washers have. Uh, they have a timer on them that tells you how much time is left for your clothes, but it correlates to nothing in real life, or no. it doesn't. Nope. All it also doesn't pass by the same amount of time. So we call it washer time units. So it's just cooking time units. But but cooking time units are different from frontier like <laughs> pioneer recipes. Cooking time yeah, units. obviously, yeah. it's a Drum- sliding scale. How many drumming units is any <laughs> one dish you have to make? <laughs> How well, how does a how does a drumming unit correlate to a Ramsey unit? Is what you need to know. Uh, I'll say this: unlike the hit show Twenty Four, events do not unfold in real time. They do not. <laughs> You're just lost in just fucking Oregon Trail time. <laughs> Who knows how long? Was my trip half an hour or was it eighteen days? I don't know how quick you. I don't know how quickly you die from dysentery. I was gonna say you had typhoid for at least piece of that, so you lose you lose time there. Hey, and so it's, it's all just the hallucinations are a big part. 24 happens. If 15, if they say 15 minutes happened, 15 minutes did happen. Now, they may have done two hours <laughs> worth of driving, travel, fighting, pooping in that 15 minutes. But it was funny, 15 minutes. Funny. I, Sorry, go ahead, Curtis. If, if I ever become president, I, I, I would literally run my ticket service to drills to get that 15 <laughs> minutes. And look, can we do this 15, in 15 minutes, boys? Can we accomplish this goal? I've seen it happen. Let's get it done. And they'd be like, sir, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No. Uh, yeah, no. but except no. I'm the fucking president, so <laughs> it says in my I business my card bo- I'm the leader of the free world. So go ahead and poop. Yep. I said I said fifteen minutes, boys. Okay. We can't do it. So let's give it a shot. Can or can or won't. It's like oh both, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Michael, it's funny that you mentioned poop and using the turlet because this episode I think Contains the first explicit mention of someone needing to use the toilet. Oh, but it was subterf- It was subterf- that is true. I so, forgot about that. Yep. How will we get into it? Does anyone? What happened last episode? Does anyone want to give me a recap? Previously on twenty four. Uh, Previously on twenty four. Uh, we we they 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 explained so the the survey of things that's happened today from the body and health services through Ramon Santos' prison break has been a part of an elaborate sting operation. It's when Tony tells the president. Kind of set all this shit up, and President's not happy. Yeah, about but it, it was just obviously. the sting operation was ja- just Jack, Tony, and Gael, and it was Correct. like basically like a skunk works side project for CTU. Mm-hmm. And, and and sorry, Jack left it. You know, if you're watching this, I'm dead video <laughs> uh, for the president to look at. Essentially, if you're watching this, I'm on that horse again. Uh, and going out of Mexico, giddy up, motherfuckers. And the entire plot was relying on Jack's watch. Not getting lost or broken mm-hmm. in yeah. any way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. which did um, happen. Now watch out, bro! Because Chase shows up uh, and and fights with Jack. After Jack says he's with the Salazars, uh, Chase breaks the watch. Obviously, Jack pretends to kill Chase. I mean, he pulls the trigger and the, the gun's empty. But and then when he gets in the car with Chase, he says, "Tells him if you want to survive this, you need to shut up." And that's the end of it. Uh, as Guy and Tony realize after that fight happens that uh oh, we lost Jack's transponder. We have no idea how to get anybody to him. And that virus, though. So, yep. And That's where we are. Yeah. And so we also have... Sir, Michael, what do you got? You I got something. Is, you no, I was just saying. So now, in, in the course of 
eight hours, Chase has um, told Jack he's fucking his daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has basically tried to get all up on Jack about his horse habit. Now he's shown up and is about to either get Jack killed, get himself killed, and best case scenario, get them both killed while the Salazars get a virus. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking Jack is not too happy with Chase anymore. Yeah, Chase kind of sucks. Which kind of does come up later. There, like We'll get to it, but there's a moment in time where someone explicitly asks Jack about <laughs> Chase, and he's like, I don't know if I can let him die. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, gentlemen's fans, welcome to the 9 p.m. hour. Uh, at 9.02, we open up. We are in uh, a press briefing room, and White House press secretary, a man named Jerry Whitehorn. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I thought you'd like that one. I, did, I bet you didn't know, but his name is Jerry Whitehorn. I like the Whitehorn. Jerry my Whitehorn sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jerry and- hey, 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 Whitehorn, you look a little small today. What's going on, man? You look a little shivery. You all right? You cold, bud? <laughs> I thought that might derail the episode for five to seven minutes. <laughs> I'm so glad that you looked, that you knew that his guy's name. Oh, Jerry Whitehorn. Yeah, of course hey, it is. Hey, hey, Whitehorn, why'd this conference end early, buddy? Guys, <laughs> you just can, up can you imagine if the White House press secretary in the age of Twitter was named Jerry Whitehorn? <laughs> There's nothing he can do that can make no. it's a daily joke. <laughs> it writes itself, man. <laughs> like Twitter would like every day would be I mean like you think about how like how 30 to 50 feral hogs went just <laughs> like blew up Twitter. Every time this man talked it would be just the best day on Twitter. The Whitehorn has emerged. You'll never believe what came out of the Whitehorn. <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting you say that about Twitter because it's like, that was actually my first question about this White House briefing was, okay, David basically got up there and said, okay, y'all, I left the debate because there was a threat so great that I needed to take care of it immediately, Mm -hmm. but I can't give you any details, but don't worry, everything's cool. Yeah, so he also, and so this carries the the trend of, so... Jerry Warren enters, tells the media to be like, David Palmer's coming in, going to make a brief statement, will not take any questions. And David walks in and just does the David thing of not talking like any other human being <laughs> on the planet. And he's just like, earlier this evening, I had to terminate the presidential debate. <laughs> and it's just like, no one says that. Um, it's like, you know, uh, they do give I a want- gravitas to the president's office that like. <laughs> Did not exist at the time in the early 2000s. And, and no longer does either. No, so. but also, here's my thing. My man's had a nuke go off three years ago in his, during his, his administration. So when he tells me that something's going down, <laughs> I was like, I'm getting the fuck out of mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Like, last time you thought it was real, a nuke went off, my dude. What? And that was no. the last time he was in L.A. <laughs> that was literally the last time he was in L.A. There was a fucking <laughs> nuke. And then this time he comes there and he leaves a debate. In the middle of it and goes, hey, don't worry about it, y'all. I know every time I show up in L.A., shit goes down and people die. But, but like, okay, here's another thing. Wouldn't you be more worried, though, if he is his explanation of him walking off of a debate stage? He also just said, sorry, I had to terminate that debate. Like, the language he uses. Sorry, is I had so to terminate insane. Keeler. 
So he basically, you know, he says, don't worry, Americans are safe. He apologizes to John Keeler for leaving it. And he's like, okay, deuces, everything's cool. I'll talk to him. I can say more later. Mm -mm. I guess tomorrow when, by the way, it is midnight on the East Coast. So (laughs) everyone has gone to sleep on the East Coast. Terrifying. <laughs> That's what happened last time too. Yeah, the nuke went off. God damn it! <laughs> so he leaves, and tries one reporter leave. he tries to walk. Oh, he does walk mm-hmm. out of the room. That's true. Gets a question and just says, "Hey, Mr. President, um, what do you say about the allegations that the quote national cons- national security threat was nothing more than a ruse to protect quote your friend, Doctor Ann Packer?" Now, Man. you're not describing this properly to, to me, Coach, because what I have to describe, and I think some of my other friends, uh, A these, white woman. our fans, our fans of, of color will know, her face is the same face that will be made because she thinks that David doesn't belong there and is calling the police. <laughs> That's the face that she's made. What, what do you have to say about your girlfriend and her allegations? Why are you here? It's definitely are you lost? Tommy Laren got into the White House press <laughs> for sure. And he takes the bait, though. That's what pisses me off. He takes the bait on this. He stops. He bases tracks. Yeah, he turns around and he says, "Hey, those allegations were false." And then he says, "We have proof, in fact, from Anne's ex-husband who literally just killed himself just, an just hour, less than an hour dude. ago. <sighs> just suicided himself." Yeah, medical records do exist, David. They're gonna know after you said, "Like, did you kill my mate?" M- right? That's okay. He just tied things. himself so, to proof. That Anne got while she was in the same room as the guy when he killed himself, supposedly. And got under duress evidence that we're cool. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, to- see, it's totally cool. This exonerates this- you completely and then I killed myself. It didn't make sense when we watched it. It's certainly not going to make sense when somebody reads it in the newspaper. You see, this is the difference between Hollywood's creation of a black president and the real one. You know, David does this stupid bullshit. Can't keep his cool and is sitting here giving away secrets and, <laughs> and maybe fucking himself over in the future. Obama murdered Osama bin Laden and then went to the White House correspondent and they're like, I'm a boss. Mm-hmm. And told good jokes mm-hmm. yeah, for <laughs> just a him, half hour. Just mm-hmm. Tell him, just hamming it up. And then the next day goes in, what's up, y'all? Got him. Bye. That's it. See ya. Michael, I will say, just for um, important sake and just for the rules of the game, you've been taking music lessons recently, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, and you, you've- I mean, I've been up- t- t- taking like YouTube music lessons. Right, you're you're learning to play piano. What's the first note you learn? Where to put your thumb? C, middle C. Where was David's voice? <laughs> oh, it 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 definitely got above it for a half second, and then it Take got drink, way bitch. below it. Yeah, but it what for a he hot went second. up it, and then he went oh he went down. Stop trying to get out of taking low. a drink, buddy. Take a drink for that above middle. There, no, I'm just boy. saying it was impressive. His range was impressive. He nailed it. You started, Curtis, you started are you back on that soju? Yeah. Nice. All right, buddy. Stuff, All right, man. we cut back to CTU, and Tony Almeida is on the phone um, explaining to someone that Jack Bauer's transponder in his watch has broken. They're trying to reestablish contact. Not going well. He hangs up and asks Gael, who's sitting next to him, is like, why can't we amplify the signal? And Guy's like, well, I tried. It's not a weak signal. It's just gone. So um, mm-hmm. I don't know where it's at. And Michelle walks in. And she's like, well, maybe Jack lost his cover. And Tony's like, no, no, no. Even if they killed him, the watch would still be broadcasting because that's how signals do. I think that technically, yeah, because they wouldn't know if they didn't know the watch was a transponder. That makes sense. Yeah, right. 
I said, well, yeah, they should have murdered him. Like, yeah, it would have just be, be stay put. So something happened that just that transponder, but also they just could have thrown Jack into a, into a, a you know, a fucking a tree grinder and, <laughs> or, and just been like, or whichever, and been like, yeah, he's now he's dead and so is Andy Watts gone. So no more Jack. Yeah. Well, what does Gael say? Gael says, well, maybe, maybe it moved to another frequency. Maybe it got knocked to another frequency, which. Sure. I, I don't know. I don't know if that so works. So, so he says, let's run, Tony says, let's run a scan. Michelle's like, I'm already, already doing, doing it. Third of the way oh, through, man. homie ain't found nothing. And uh, they really Tony set says, up Tony to be a fucking dickhole this whole episode. So this is, we'll, we'll get to that. This is one of the, we talked, Michael, we talked about this on Trends on Low Places of like random episodes where people just act out of character or just like do, like they introduce a new character trait just to serve the needs of like that episode yeah. of the show or just to hit the narrative. And this is very much Tony just like being a dick, but also like, doing his job well and just kind of like people are just on his nuts for like doing his job he's like listen i know i got shot in the neck but he i mean he, nuts. He, get he, off him but I'm he's sorry, acting but like such a such he's a, a dick ginormous it. dick and well, it's like i feel like they didn't really earn the payoff at the end of the episode can i just say that you you're, i mean it's kind of it's 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 a yeah it's an interesting way to to, to to not resolve it really but to end the episode at least mm-hmm. i will but, say but, too though i mean if i'm sick or hurt and like I have never been shot directly in the neck, and then had to go to work to like save the world. But like when I am like I know I'm doing my job, and like I'm just like tired, and everything sucks. Like I get fed up, and like maybe I seem to miss things to other people. I'm like I'm doing my job, and if someone was like on my dick about it, I I would get mad at Tony. But we'll get to that. Yes, um, but okay, Tony. But this, okay, this Tony literally right. last hour just told the president of the United States that he was running a black ops operation that he did not know about. And his entire life and existence, With no contingency yeah, whatsoever. His life and existence relies on this being successful. So I can understand it being stressful, but he should also maybe think about that before he literally alienates everyone around him. Just saying. Was a I, I, my point was more: I know how I get when I'm like mildly inconvenienced by like a head cold. Until <laughs> <And so> he was <laughs> well, like, see, yeah, homie, he dropped the ball on a couple things, mostly communication wise, but he he does have a bullet hole still in his neck. But but he asked for some of this, so I'm gonna put I'm gonna give you a scenario because I thought about I thought about you when I, when I, when I, this next thing we have here. I thought about you. So say your boss was incapacitated, but still decided to come into work that day, mm-hmm. right? Feeling good, and he goes to you and he says, "Kush." I know you're doing something, but it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Can you go get your stupidest team member? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get help for you. It's your dumbest team member. I'm gonna get her to help you out. What kind of mood does that put you in? You think <laughs> <laughs> that does have? I see where you're going to because um, Tony just says, Michelle, don't worry. On that that scan, I'm gonna get you some help. I'm get you help. <laughs> and then who does he walk over to? Fucking Kim. <laughs> And she, she, God, she starts but, the whole okay, process. Here's the thing, though. So Michelle says that he's that she is like already a third of the way through scanning frequencies. <laughs> and Tony says, "I'm gonna get you some help." He walks over to Kim. What is the first question that he asks Kim Bauer about helping with a frequency scan? Do you know how to do a frequency scan? <laughs> Did you take high school physics, you dumb dumb? <laughs> Have you ever worked a FM radio? Can you turn a fucking knob? Also, I don't understand, like, a frequency scan theoretically shouldn't require any, like, input from a human being. Like, you just start it, and then it does its thing. It also, it, like, Correct. everyone, the way, I mean, when they talk about it in this episode, 
it's almost like tracing a phone call in season one. It takes half an hour, <laughs> but also like when we get to the terrorists later, they're like, don't worry, we're scanning every frequency. We, we would know. It's like, oh, you'll know instantaneously, but the C- CTU can't fucking figure it out. Well, that's because they have somebody like next to the transistor in the tech room, like turning a knob and listening to it with, with a stethoscope. With one well, finger on their tongue and one so, finger in the air. Just, and remember what we said, right? Out. And they have yeah, tinfoil okay. attached well, the, to the, the lo- antennas to the, make it mm-hmm, Well, the, lo- the lower you get on law enforcement in 24, the faster you move. <laughs> right beneath like the, the you know the local like ambulance driver the local volunteer firefighters is criminals yeah they're 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 below lowest so their their technology is always top notch it is interesting Just, oh. that like i think this is kind of the the idea in in like the late 90s and early 2000s was that like the criminals were such masterminds and they had all mm-hmm. of this technology so we had to be scrappy we had to like break the rules sometimes we had to like torture people to get information because they were so advanced and then it turns out like all of our biggest enemies are literally writing things on on crayon inside of a cave it is weird so like oh even God, guys. So it comes sorry, up later no. sorry go ahead curse you just described the New England Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> All of our competition is good. Black. We have to be scrappy. <laughs> They're so athletic and fast. We have to be scrappy. Oh Michael, it, <laughs> and hard-nosed and cheaty. <laughs> super cheaty. But also, Michael, that comes up later with like the Salazars. Like, they literally walk outside. There's like, CT could be watching this right now. It's like, yeah, but like, no one thinks like there's a satellite overhead because they know exactly where we are at this moment. But like in 2018 or 2019, it's like no one's talking on a fucking cell phone to get anything done. No one's <laughs> no, on WhatsApp, no. like sending messages back and forth. <laughs> like it's, it's a weird, we've digressed somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But so Tony's, uh, Tony tells uh, Kim to like, okay, since you know how to scan frequencies, I'm going to, I need you to work with Michelle. And Kim goes, Oh, what's the, uh, what's the uh, signature for the, the signal? And Tony's like, I already told you. She's like, no, you didn't. She's like, well, I need it. And he's like, Kim, why don't you fucking focus? <laughs> Please. <laughs> and she, he walks away. She kind of just like looks like Tony's like fucking up. And we cut down to Las Nevis, Texas, where Ramon Salazar, Hector Salazar, and Jack are getting out of the cars. And Hector wants to know why, uh, why they've stopped. And Ramon says, don't worry. No one's, no one's following them. And we stop another place and two thugs pull Chase Edmonds out of a car who... Just shoot some daggers at Jack. He's not happy with being tortured mm-hmm. and beaten beaten up. Which Jack is weird. Jack is too busy jonesing for that horse, though. Jack, <laughs> again, serving the plot. Jack just kind of weaves in and out of needing that that sweet sweet horse and just being like, oh, stone cold killer. <laughs> um, and so Ramon and Hector are trying to like figure out just why Chase is there. Um, and like you know they're like did he come to save jack you know is he here on a mission is he working with jack and ramon tells one of the thugs eduardo in spanish so allegedly jack can't understand go ask chase what he's up to and then kill him i love the idea that jack is a fucking like master spy he intercepts all this information we'll get to it in a second but like he heard about this drug deal sometime somehow he heard about this drug deal while he was doing the whole Ramon Salazar trial thing, because they had already caught him, he was in the United States doing the trial thing. He heard about it, and yeah. he only told Tony and Gael, I guess, but he doesn't understand how to speak Spanish. Right. This he spent all world. that time in Ramon, Ramon and Hector's... Michael, to be fair, the, the plot you sell 
the virus was Ukrainian. No, what I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. he spent all that time in their organization enough to get them to trust him, and he never picked up how to say, kill him in fucking Spanish? I mean, for all they know, really, other than that he's a cop, like, he was just a very good gringo who was <laughs> very good at killing things and also putting heroin into his veins. <laughs> for all they knew, like, he didn't need to speak Spanish He is that. a counter-terrorist agent in L.A., Southern, Southern California. <laughs> There's no fucking way that Jack does not know Spanish. He may not be able to speak it fluently, but he knows the words, find out what he knows, and then kill him because he has either said that or heard that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me when I worked construction uh, in Florida after college. And the guys who, who worked on, on the teams I worked on didn't know that I was a, a kid who grew up in Florida my whole life and then came to work construction on purpose. <laughs> uh, and they just assumed I was just a random black guy. They would like talk shit about me, and I would tell them later in Spanish. I heard what you said. How how much they sucked. (laughs) (laughs) They're always surprised. I'm like, I I mean, that's you know what you know. Your response is racist. It really is. That's just shame. But also, yeah, come on, man. It's Florida. (laughs) I will say, I I took Spanish uh, in school for nine years, but it was very much like the we're going to read this book and then do the same vocabulary <laughs> nine years in a row and never actually have a conversation in Spanish. So then I, w- I went to work with in construction and turns out Mexicans speak really, really, really fast. So <laughs> I know the they were talking shit about me, but I couldn't, even if I knew okay. the words they were saying, we're like, I heard, I heard that word. <laughs> but in context, Attention, attention kids in Florida. Just just watching Saludos will not get you knowledge in Spanish. I heard the word gordo, so I'm pretty sure they're talking about me, but I only know enough to be hurt by it. But not I don't know how deeply I should be hurt. All right. So Ramon asks why Michael Amador, the guy who is in charge of the virus selling operation, has not called. And Jack says, don't worry, he'll call. Have the money ready. And then, like clockwork, Amador calls and says, I'm only going to talk to Bauer. And uh, in the background, we see the two men throw Chase into a shed as Jack takes the phone. He gets directions to the virus drop-off, and uh, they all prepare to leave. And Ramon takes the cell phone back from Jack and mm. basically says, Jack, is, at this point, is really jonesing for that, that good horse. And um, Jack says, yeah, I'm a mess. Um, he says, look at you, Jack. You're a mess. Got to get you straight out and never get through this. And Jack says, I don't want to take a fix. I'm not going to do yeah. it. And, like, they don't. it doesn't really seem like... I can't tell if they are like respected for not wanting to do a fix, but then like Ramon walks to one of the cars and grabs a <laughs> prescription <laughs> pill bottle. Prescript like I don't know what and whatever. He grabs the thing, he's like he offers them to Jack, just like, no, I don't want them. He's like, Don't worry, they'll they'll help you out. And without a question, Jack just like pops these pills. Without even looking. Mm-hmm. But this does predate the opioid epidemic, and maybe we're seeing some seeds of that right here. But it feels like this is probably actually, an upper. I think it actually dates the opioid epidemic. My boy, this is what Right, yeah, yeah. The opioid <laughs> epidemic was not even a thing. Like, so, I'm assuming assume he's giving him, like, oxycodone or something, right? they got to be giving him some kind of opiate to help him out. I don't know, or just... Or, it, might be, it might be a little amphetamine. Or, yeah, like an Adderall, like, just something to, like, get, yeah. like, an upper to, like, kind of straighten him out. I don't know. But So Jack takes it, and then just says... I need to use the bathroom. One of the first first and only recorded instances hey of anyone in the 24 universe needing to go pee-pee. Um, so we get a tiny clock at 9.07. Please take a drink. And Jack walks off um, back towards into the okay. compound to... What? Go ahead. No. So, yeah. I mean, you're about to describe what Jack's doing, but hey, hey guys, as, as a guy, oh. right? If, if you're dealing with somebody um, who you don't trust, who had locked you up before, <laughs> and you think is trying to kill you, if he says he needs to go use that tankles, 
where did where's where's the dude gonna go? On a tree, just outside yeah. the yeah. desert. Um, yeah. go around the corner, my dude. Maybe need to take a where poop. Does go, where does he go? Where does Jack go? Okay, into the sh- into the house. He goes into who's fine. In the, who's in the house? Claudia. Well, hold on. Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead, Curtis. Go ahead. So, so rather than rather than let this horse out, my trainer, <laughs> go pee on a tree on the outside. Can you please go in the house with my uh, my girlfriend and her child and her uh, her yeah, brother? So Jack's a Jack's a wild dog. Yeah, go pee oh. in the house, wild dog. Oh. No, thank you. <laughs> Before we get to Jack peeing all over the house, I want to get to something because again, guys, I this is me. I, I missed my notes, but at a certain point. When they drag Chase away and Jack is kind of jonesing, like mm-hmm. they start torturing Chase. This comes up later, but um, they ask like how how Jack feels. Like Chase was your partner. How do you feel about what we're gonna do to him? And Jack's just like, "Oh, it really breaks me up." <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I, I can't tell if like again, this is just like Jack being like. Yeah, dude's fucking my daughter. <laughs> I like don't really don't care what happens to him. Can we? I mean, yeah. Jack's coworkers have had have have, got, have like run the gamut of being horrible, corrupt, murderers, or dead. So I don't know, man. Fuck. What does he care? Yeah, I think like I think he 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 wants to help Chase, but he's also like that's that's not my primary mission. That's like tertiary at best. No, I just I, I don't. I mean. To, for Jack, the mission is more important than anything else, anyway. Yeah. So fuck you, Chase. Right. So I tried to warn you like four times, not follow mm-hmm. me. You didn't listen. Kept being like me. So fuck off. But like, like a what? bad, bad Jack. He's like a a bad version of Jack. And that kind of this episode has very stark parallels to Jack in general, and what we've seen from Jack in season two. And we'll come up later. But okay, the main so- difference between Jack and Chase is that Jack has a horseshoe up his ass. Like, not not in, like, he doesn't get hurt or he doesn't get have bad things happen to him, but, like, he always, whenever he does make a rash decision or, like, do something or go rogue, it's always somehow ends up being the right decision. When Chase does it, nah. Do you, do you know why? Because I think, and I think, I hope that our intelligence agencies understand this. We all assume that every secret agent we have looks like Chase. Yeah, you can't hide anywhere. <laughs> That's just what they are, right? It's just that deal. Like, oh yeah, no, you're definitely a government agent. Nope, I'm just a, just a guy in here, you know, writing my novel in the Starbucks. No, bud, no, you're not. <laughs> you're surveilling somebody. I don't trust you. Yeah. Uh, whereas Jack just is, he's like five eight, right? Just a, he's like forty five years old. He's just a dude, a little scrappy Canadian looking dude who just wants to, you know, yeah, that guy. Definitely is blends in in the east probably. with the Eastern European section. I can see why right. why the Ukrainians trust him, right? Chase is like, hey, why is this model in this in this room? None of us here look like this. Why is this happening? <laughs> you're definitely you're definitely a cop, right? Nope. I'm a criminal just like you. No, no, bud. Like you're like Daniel Craig. Why are you here? You're not like you're not a you're not a, you're not a you're not Why a, are you wearing that actor. tiny bathing suit? Where did you get those abs? <laughs> I chose this blonde buzz cut and uh black like tactical turtleneck on my own accord. That's just what I wear. That's my thing. That <laughs> just this is my these, these are my crime clothes. Just you fit in any military uniform, my guy. You are. Come on, this is hard. This is an off the rack leather jacket. No, this is what I wear. It's fine. It's fucking fine. So we see Claudia uh, putting her son Sergio to bed. Who he does not want to go to bed. Real firecracker, this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, really wants to know where Hector is. Really just wants to hang out with Hector. Which I can already tell this kid is going to be a real yeah, pain in the ass. This kid is going to suck. Oh boy, fucking kids. <laughs> 
but so Claudia is just like, just fucking go to bed, you dickhead. And she walks outside <laughs> to go to the kitchen to get, I don't know, a warm glass of milk. And then Jack enters and um, he kind of like pulls her aside and he, it looks like he goes to the pantry and grabs a big can of beans. <laughs> and what does he do with it? He just bukkakis Claudia with beans. <laughs> like he doesn't even stop to take a breath. He just, all of the beans come out at once. So many beans. So many beans. Is this the latest that beans have come out, though? In a season? This is episode nine? Yeah, but, but like, he's only seen also, her for, like, five seconds. And I think yeah, also... He gave, all, he gave her all the beans. I, mean, <laughs> I think these are also the highest consequence beans. These are, like, full consequence beans, for sure. So what does he What does he say? What does he tell her? He tells her everything. He says, look, I, I know I had to make them think that I had turned on CTU. I'm actually here because there's a virus that's about to be bought. Millions of lives are at stake. I wanted to come back for you sooner, but... When I heard about the virus through the virus grapevine, I guess, I had to deal with it. So, like, it was like, also, this just seemed like a good opportunity. She's like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna come back anyway, so I might as well. I don't want to come back twice. <laughs> I'm gonna, so I may as well get you? And she's like, like she's like, uh, yeah, you betrayed us once, though. So, like, you just come to just fuck everyone over again. And he's like, no, 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 them, though. Not yeah, you. Not, not you. You were yeah. totally cool. It's all, it's yeah. pretty cool. It's and then, cool. and he's like, all I need is, I need you to, well, you know, we'll get out, but you need to get me a cell phone. And then also help Chase. Also help Chase. He's going to die. <laughs> They're going to kill him pretty good. <laughs> so she's like, I'll do what I can. And then what do they do? Gotta have that tongue, though. Ooh, real quick. Time for some smooches. Smooch, though. I, mean, I, can't, I can't give you this dick because Hector's outside, but I can give you this tongue real fast. No yeah. big deal. And, like, she, she's into it. Mm-hmm. She returns that, that smoocherino. Oh, yeah. And we get a tiny clock at 9.10. Please take a drink. And uh, you we know what's Sorry. To... You know what's interesting about, about this show? <laughs> what? Is that, like, <laughs> they are always so very, very careful to make sure that you know that Jack is on the moral the correct moral side at all times like mm-hmm. if this was a movie or like some kind of like like i don't know some kind of mystery it would be like oh is jack actually working with them is he gonna steal the virus for himself are him and tony doing something nefarious and you're just like nah though he's just no, doing at it no point nope. do i ever think that jack is doing anything wrong even I when mean, he's threatening to put a wet rag down a man's throat <laughs> and pull his tummy out through yeah. his throat i'm like that's yeah, probably you, for you the best s- you say that uh, you say that, Michael, but in season one, we were pretty well introduced to Jack as being the guy who was porking his subordinate who ended up being a goddamn mole. Yeah, but... While married. Yeah, and that was, like, yeah, sure, he he dark gunned somebody, but, like, they made sure they told us, and that he told everyone who would listen, no, including no, the waitress. Not the, not the not the dark gun, but he put his dick in Nina. Well, I, yeah, but he didn't know she was a spy at the point. What I'm saying is, like... <laughs> he was still married. So where's his morals there? Yeah, I'm Cor- talking about Curtis, work you can morals, be man. on the side of complete mor- moral authority <laughs> while still having lapses in judgment. <laughs> I think that lasted for a couple months. It's not a lapse, my dude. <laughs> Look, there's a difference. You know, between, lap, there's a difference. You lapse here, you lapse there. You know, at a certain point, there's a difference <laughs> you know. between marriage moral authority and like the job moral authority, like. Let's just, there's a difference here. Yeah, Curtis, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. of them is a contract between man and woman, maybe for I, the eyes of God and the church and, you know, all the higher authorities. And one is just like, I don't know, I got a badge and a gun. I got to do the right thing. So. <laughs> got to shoot the right people. She also says, Claudia says, 
if you're lying to me again, I will kill you myself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so the stakes are pretty high, I guess. <laughs> what, so, <laughs> what are the chances that she survives this season? Curtis. That, yeah, Curtis, I'm, I was going to bring that up later. I'm wildly curious what you think. I mean, Jack's batting 500 <laughs> on his lady friend surviving this season. Uh, actually, 750, if you, or 666 if you count, uh, if you count Nina surviving because she didn't die. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's up for a death. So I feel like, oh God, oh God. Are they going to kill Cloudy and have him do something with this fucking kid? I'm more worried about the kid. The kid just is, another, just, the kid just, is setting a, himself up a, for... Just a male Kim. Uh, he already is the male Kim. He's nine years old and like he's had three lines in the show and I already like, mm, this kid's going to get eaten by a mountain lion. Um, so we cut to the shed where Eduardo is asking Chase questions that he doesn't really want the answers to. He just wants to hit him in the face with a shovel, which he does a lot. Um, <laughs> the pointy he end, starts, too. The, like, the blade. They, mm-hmm. like The guy holds the shovel up and it, they want you to think that he punched him with the flat of the shovel, but he, he punched him with the blade of a spade. Uh-huh, yeah. Like he just okay. So um, he's screaming, and and uh, Ramon asks, like, starts taunting Jack, and it's like, it's like that doesn't do anything to you, Jack. And Jack once again says, no, it doesn't do anything because I have. He says again here, fifteen million dollars. The closed captioning definitely said, said fifty, he, though. Yeah, the closed captioning, the closed captioning said fifty. Jack's mouth, Kiefer Sutherland's <laughs> physical voice said 15. I wonder if there's some, there's still, a, there's still a miscommunication between the Salazars and Jack for how much money is going to happen, I think. <laughs> like they, they can't believe that he's willing to do this for 15. They're just like, yeah, we're going to give him 50. We're going to give him 50, right? Because close, close the close, call the close captain, folks. We're I think he said him. 15. No, there's no way. 15 is not enough. <laughs> I would feel I'd be embarrassed if he only got 15 for this. <laughs> and so Ramon basically is, is like, so is, it, is he going to break? He says, is he is as he tough as, as you is what is he, he asks. Is he as tough as you? Yeah. And Jack just says, he'll be hard to break. And Ramon scoffs and then he gets a phone call. And then we cut inside the house where Hector comes in changing his shirt. And Claudia walks in adjusting her shirt. And um, she just kind of pulls him aside and starts smooching. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I, I don't have time for this. I got to buy a virus to kill in the world. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 Poppy, no. And they smooch. And then she kind of like surreptitiously grabs Hector's cell phone mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Jack needs it. So then then she's like, okay, beat it. I get the fuck out of here. Go buy a virus. And um, they walk out and Claudia starts walking towards Jack. And she kind of like. Flashes the cell phone at him in and the then most all of a sudden, obvious Hector, way possible, just like in front Ooh, of her shirt, yeah. walking towards Jack, and then just before Jack gets that that sweet flip phone, mm-hmm. that Motorola flip phone, mm-hmm. Hector, what does Hector say? He says, "Claudia, Claudia, I left my phone inside. Go get <laughs> it. Go get it." Which, which, yeah. Even when I had a flip phone, I still. I always oh, knew, phone, I knew where that one gone. I knew I exactly someone... which pocket in my uh, old Navy painter's pants those were in. The flip phone actually fit really well inside the painter pocket. Really well in the painter so pocket. Good. It was I had the holster. Not going to lie. Oh, yeah. I was, okay, well, a business so boy, I had, huh? I had to get this stupid next still push to talk, which, oh, God, I don't miss that piece of shit. Um, yeah, right? People would do that shit when I was at home. Hey, one quick question for you. Why? Yeah, here's a question. Eat my butt? <laughs> Wasn't a question. Uh, so Eat we got commercial butt? at 9.13. Nine, at nine we come back at 9.17. We're going to cruise through this. Actually, I don't want to cruise, cruise through this. I, I no, can't cruise through this because this is the best. So, Michael, you texted <laughs> me earlier, it. and you're like, 
Hey, homies, I'm real horny for this one. Because of this exact interaction. <laughs> There's an all-time cruise- Chloe and Kim interaction. <laughs> we can cruise through the rest of this episode, but my, how about you take it, buddy? How about you take this one? Oh, so Kim, Kim walks up to Chloe and says, hey, uh, have you heard from Chase? No, I haven't. She says, well, are there any other frequencies that he would contact you on? She's like, yeah, and we're scanning them, and he hasn't checked in. And Kim says, well, I don't know. Maybe there's like a satellite we can track him on. And Chloe says, oh, a satellite? Good idea. I didn't think of that, Kim. I'll get right on that. (laughs) And Kim, Kim says, you don't have to be sarcastic with me, Chloe. This is someone that I care about. And Chloe looks her dead in her fucking eyes. And she says, get a grip. And then walks away. Get a grip. I know get that your boyfriend grip. is literally maybe dead. I don't know. But like, fucking get And also, get over I recently it. turned your dad in for being a, a horse addict. Get, <laughs> Just fucking get a grip. Get a grip. I fucking loved it. Come on. How do you, how do you say Chloe's not the best? It just once again, it's it's been a while, it's been a minute since I've seen Chloe on screen. And and I thought the love that I had for Marilyn Rush had been taken over. <laughs> I wish I had Chloe. But no. No. She's I wanna punch her in the face. Look, so you guys bad. you guys all gave you guys all gave Tony a pass because he was being a dick and you're like, oh well no. when somebody's telling me that I'm not doing my job. She she is the best at her job and Kim and Kim, Kim out of all people, is like, oh hey, let me try to give you advice on how to do your job, even though I'm wholly unqualified for mine, but let me try to do yours as well. You're literally the tactical <laughs> leader here. Here here's the thing though. Yes, it's Kim Kim. She's a total Kim. Mm-hmm. But girl has been through some shit. Doesn't mean she knows about to shit. Just, just I, she got kidnapped earlier today mm-hmm. by by her coworker who's not just working side by side with her on this blackout. She's working with with her dad who's now missing. Partly her, her own boyfriend fault, though. Let missing. me just say that. And also her mom died in the same room that she was kidnapped in. Just gonna say, man, I don't like Kim, but I don't like Kim, but I I can't Fuck, say man. that I would treat Kim any differently than Chloe does. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Chloe is uncomfortable to watch because she is a maniac, but also, like, <laughs> I would not treat him any differently. Look, Chloe is a manifestation <laughs> of every, every, of, like, it's a, it's a distillation of the social awkwardness and anxiety that I have all the time dealing with people where I just want to be like, hey, can you chill the fuck out for a second? But I can't say that at work. So Chloe's your id. Yeah, yeah pure you just love it's it. And it's, it's terrific. <laughs> like, she's just like, I don't want to talk to you. Please stop saying words to me and try to start, try to just not be you and go away. Thank you. So did Jack, did Jack birth Chloe from his brain like Athena <laughs> from Zeus's head? Like, just to be her id dealing with Kim alone? It's actually like, here, here's what it is. His brain broke open <laughs> and the two things that fell out were Chase and Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> the id and the ego. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, that might actually like. <laughs> Chloe says everything it. that he wants to say to Kim. We did it. We figured it out. Huh? Okay. I don't know enough about psychology to really break down who is what, but this works. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. All right. 
We're good. So the id is the uncoordinated instinctual <laughs> desire, so telling him to go fuck herself. Super ego is the critical moralizing role, so that is Chase. And the ego is, well, the organizing realistic agent that mediates Tony. between the instinctual desires. Tony. Well, so Tony no, is Jack's but- ego, Chase is the super ego, <laughs> and Chloe's the id. The Chloe's the id. And Jack is just kind of the gun, the gun boy between all of it. <laughs> he is the okay. body that carries it out. Okay, yeah. Hey guys, it all checks out. <laughs> we just this is yeah we freighted it. Bet you didn't. Bet you it. guys didn't know you were getting a philosophy lesson in this episode. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, mm-hmm. I didn't either, but I, I will say this: I'm glad we did because we're 51 minutes into this episode, only 12 minutes into this. <laughs> um, okay, so after after Kim gets told to get a grip, she um, walks up towards Tony, who's yelling at someone on the phone, and um, she wants a code to get some files that uh, she's been waiting on. And Tony's like, I already gave it to you. And she's like, you gave me the one eight minutes ago that was a different one. He's like, he gives her kind of like a look. He's like, okay, yeah, I fucked up. And then gives her a new code, which is remarkably similar to the old one. I think it was three digits off. So, yeah, Delta 733 Golf was the first one he gave Mm -hmm. her. That was wrong. The new one was Delta 723 Bravo. Yes. So she gets it and like he checks it, gives it to her. And then she walks back and Adam Kaufman is just like, yeah, well, we went and wasted eight minutes using the wrong code. Uh, without these files, we can't track the rescue teams. Which is like, why do you need a word doc to track a <laughs> like a, track a yeah, what, signal? When, what what files are you talking about? Do, do people know what files are? The files are in the computer. So, yeah, that there's that. But so so Kim watches Tony walk away, clearly being like, "Well, he fucked up, and that hurt my job." And then she looks at Michelle, who's sitting there. And, like, you can see the wheels turning in Kim's head being like, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to fuck it up. <laughs> so we get a tiny clock at 9.19. Please take a drink. And we uh, see Wayne Palmer walk into a room where David Palmer is working. Wayne says, hey, David, CTU lost track of Jack. No big deal. But we don't know if he's alive or dead or has the virus. And um, we have no way of tracking it down. And um, David's like, okay, cool. I guess that sucks. Um, but his aide walks in and says, I got a phone call from Alan Milliken, and mm-hmm. uh, he wants to talk to you. Are we supposed and to know who that is? Okay, good. Nope, this is out of the blue, but like, okay. David and Wayne share a look. Like, this is clearly somebody important. And uh, <laughs> Wayne leaves the room, and this man, Alan, picks up. It's like, hey, David. I, Why no, did you call him? Oh, so go, yeah. Hold on. I got it. No. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, imagine if you had enough stroke to at 9 p.m., Call the president of the United States and have this conversation essentially is what they had. Hey man, what's up? Nothing. So, uh. You ain't calling? You mad, you mad at me, bro? <laughs> no, I'm good. Well, I mean, you've been in LA for three days. You haven't, you haven't talked to me. Oh, not bad, bro. I ain't seen you since even one. Let's come by the house real quick. I mean, y'all come by the house, man. Well, no, he says, he says, minutes. I want to see you. And, and Palmer minutes. just, Palmer just, he just, says i'll come to you like yeah. he's the president of the motherfucking united states he, he has he to get a whole motorcade he gives up that ass oh in a heartbeat like f- 15 minutes can the president get anywhere in the world no. in 15 no, minutes no no. no no not just la at hell, 9 p.m hell no that's what i'm talking about ladies and gentlemen if you don't see your service i need to get to pop by in 15 minutes it's like i have to get everybody together 
and then call the cops and let them know we're riding down their streets and causing fucking traffic jams. Mm-hmm. And I have to kick 95 ass. people out of the line at Popeye's <laughs> to get you the sandwich. <laughs> like, they're, the president's itinerary is, like, down to the minute. If he did anything out of the ordinary, especially at 9 o'clock, like, there would be press everywhere. Yeah, okay, wait, 9 o'clock wait. on a night where, hey, a virus is, like, on the li- <laughs> Like, what are you... Yeah. So anyway, getting nowhere in 15 minutes, my, my guy. Yeah. But fucking David... So, you know? David says, I'm coming over. And Alan, what is Alan? Alan has one request. What is it? <laughs> hey, tell Wayne to uh, go hey. fuck himself. <laughs> it's like, do me a favor, don't bring Wayne. <laughs> which, which, given what comes to light later, Wayne is a, Wayne is a bad brother and a bad chief of staff for multiple reasons. If, if you get a call from a billionaire... Who apparently got David elected, and all you know is, hey, I have to go see Alan. He explicitly said, don't bring you. <laughs> and you are the president's brother and chief of staff, and you do not foresee what might be coming. Yeah, I was a little bit sad that we did not get to see the conversation where David tells Wayne that he can't come to see Alan, but now I know why. He probably right. had to sneak out. Yeah, the president tiptoed past his chief of staff and apparently Secret Service was like, I'm going to scoot. Don't, no biggies. Also, um, did Alan, Alan kind of reminded me of like, if Ben Carson was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I will say, yeah, okay, we'll get to that because Alan is, Alan is a character. But I will say, so they hang up and before we cut to the commercial at, or a tiny clock at 920, please take a drink. David hangs up. And then he looks at Wayne and sighs, like, oh, he did it again. My fucking chief of staff and fuck up brother, like, really put me in the in in the dick water. I, I, I didn't really have something to say there. But, like, he just, like, again, it's just like. Wait, we have to stick. No, we don't have to. I didn't have anything, and I water. fucked up. The dick water. You know, you put it in the Okay, yeah, I get it now. I was like, he put me in hot water, but dicks, and then. Is it funny he Channing Tatum into boiling hot water. Mm. Tatum. I, I, I immediately, for some reason, thought about I changed characters, but kept one of the names the same. Essentially, thought it was I, I pictured Drake getting a call from Nicki Minaj, yeah, saying I need you, I need you to come over, but don't bring Wayne. <laughs> and Lil Wayne just like, what's going on? And like nothing, man. <laughs> nothing, nothing, bud. What, wait, where are you going? Wasn't that Nicki? No, I'm a, no, we're not. We're, we're gonna go. We'll go, bud. You're okay. She want fuck? No, we're good. <laughs> Bye. And like David Drake just skates out. Mm-hmm. And the back door and all of a sudden Wayne's just like sitting there saying, Eh, I'll go skateboard. <laughs> 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 it actually matched up what what we find out happens later. Pretty it's much. Like, what did you what did you do, Wayne? Uh oh. Hey, uh, one of Little Wayne's friends gave him a million dollars in a suitcase for his birthday one year, and I'm just trying to find out like what? Why y'all suck so much. You know, that's a heavy suitcase, me? man. I'm, I'm just saying, like any, I, I never got any money in a suitcase. Michael, I spend my free time talking with you, ding dongs on a Google Hangout, and putting it out you know, to a hundred people. You know, a week. I mean, you, know, you know, couldn't, you, know. you couldn't get some pennies, throw it in a you bag know, for I'm me or something. Some, Come on, some money in a suitcase for you. <laughs> Next birthday, it's gonna happen. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> I have a, I have a graham cracker bear full of, um, well, not full of. It's it's about an inch deep with loose change. So if you want that bad boy, I'll fill. Cool. Yeah, I'll bring it. To you, I'm gonna bud. buy you the silver Samsonite suitcase. Put money in it. And I'm never telling you the code. It's on you. And Michael, <laughs> by the way, I I just had a birthday. What'd you get me? 
This is coming out before my birthday. It'll say, come out after you my birthday. Fuck off. You have to tell me what you're getting for my birthday. I'm gonna bring you it, something back from Thailand. Oh, cool. And maybe so elephant a, poop. A, I get, or, or a sack, a sack full, a loose sack of peppers. <laughs> it go, might buddy. be a dog, actually, because Rachel you keeps trying to went, tell me what we're gonna end up with a dog from Thailand. Yeah. From Thailand? Yeah. I you went to Thailand. Uh, you got back. My bad, bro. <laughs> I bought a fat, fat cat. <laughs> put it on this plane. Okay, so tiny clock, nine twenty. Please take a drink. Um, mm-hmm. We cut to, or cut to the CTU. Tony and Gael are still working on finding Jack, and they determine that like there's a thirty mile radius where he must be because we knew where he was in Las Nevis. He couldn't have gotten far because it's been twenty minutes. So like, and they're like, well, he could have been choppered out. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> and he's like, no, but, we uh, have air cover. Ugh. So Ryan Chappelle comes in and asks, like, hey, where's Bauer? And Tony's like, well, we don't know. And uh, Chappelle's like, well, how is this supposed to work without Bauer? You ding-dongs playing this whole thing in secrecy. And it counts on the three of you explicitly being alive and, like, in contact with each other. And uh, if we don't have that, it's not going to work. And it's really funny because he, he basically is just like, listen, if you guys don't do this, if you don't find Jack and this virus gets out, you guys will be held accountable for this and everybody in be- every single dead body in between this. And like, yeah. it's funny that like Ryan mm-hmm. Chappelle can only imagine that like these guys who put their careers and lives on the line to like, and like Jack went undercover and like has a drug addiction and like put himself in the line of, you know, murder to like stop this virus. Me now like the worst thing that Ryan Chappelle can imagine is like bureaucratic, <laughs> like punishment. He's like, you guys are going to be in trouble. That's yeah. This is gonna go on your permanent record. Yeah. But you just you you just said millions of people could die, but you're gonna lose a title. (laughs) So that's the worst. You're not gonna get your bonus. (laughs) You might be demoted. It's gonna be rough. (laughs) Permanent record. (laughs) This will come up in your review. I promise you that. (laughs) So, Gael's like, "Hey, Tony, what's gonna happen if Jack doesn't have backup?" And Tony's just like. Well, Salazar's will get the virus, and then uh, we're all fucking dead, so that's cool. <laughs> and we get a tiny clock at 9.22, and we see um, the Salazar's kind of uh, motorcade pull up to a clear tent where Michael Amador is waiting. And Ramon asks Jack, hey, you feeling better with those those good pills, those uppers, whatever the <laughs> fuck they were? And Jack's like, yeah, cool. And they get out of the car. Michael says hello to Jack, and Jack introduces Salazar's, and they're like, all right, well, ready to buy this good virus. <laughs> Uh oh, wrinkle time. Oh, what does Amador say? Oh, we've had a complication. Uh, we've had a complication. We have a, yeah, another weird... another bio is interested in the virus. Yeah, what's my man? Where's he from? Because he's doing some some like mixture of of, of British and Dutch and bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually so I'm very surprised because what I wrote was like. This is not going to end well because the Salazars are not amicable and they're very short-tempered people. I would just mm-hmm. assume that they were going to start murdering people. They're outgunned well, here. They, they are. They are, but outgunned. I didn't think that would stop them, to be honest. Well, so also, like, immediately, as this this asshole is talking about how, hey, I got greedy and took another buyer on, Hector's mad at Jack. <laughs> and you're like, dude, what the fuck did I do? I just I brought you... I, this did just admitted to being an asshole, and you're like, nah. In this, fault, so this is one of the weird <laughs> things that I, I like. You can tell, like, this, in these interactions, you can tell the big brother little brother dynamic because during all of the negotiations here, there is a clear shift in how Ramon 
is interacting with Jack and Hector is because Hector has been kind of like desperate. Like I need Jack to make this done. I get this done. And Hector the whole time has been like, he's like, once this kind of goes sideways and another buyer's introduced, like he seems desperate, but Ramon is like level headed and kind of like, I need Jack. Like he's on Jack's side a little bit more. Like their like, interactions are already shifting. Yeah. It can be because once, once Ramon meets Amador, he's like, Oh, so there is a real criminal involved here. Yeah. This guy. So now I, I can trust Jack a little bit more. I think r- once Ramon realizes like this is not just like some bullshit, like there's real buyers and like it's a, it's, it, you know what? Hey, a conspiracy. I know how this works. I also <laughs> think it it shows that like this is why Ramon was the boss, right? Like yeah. he he may be insane and he may be and he may like randomly kill somebody and he hates Jack, but like when it comes down to business time. He's he's about that business. He's been, like Hector's mm-hmm. trying to prove something. Right. Ramon is just like, all right, I want to make that. Yeah, money. I want that billion. Yeah. Let's get that down. Yeah. Also, uh, man, so if they have two hundred twenty-five million to just pay for this shit, why don't they just like invest that shit and turn it into a billion pretty quick? Pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, that's the plan here, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is a different kind of investment. <laughs> like they could just be totes legit with two hundred twenty-five million just in cash. They have to know, deal with some 10% dude back return opposed to 400% return to North Korea? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to deal with some douche in New York named Topher. I'm good, man. I Yeah. Here's no. the thing, though. The whole thing about long-term investment is a balanced portfolio. And the thing is, Michael, to your point, yeah, you know, I'll take my 200 mil. I'll invest it for a get-rich-quick scheme. I'll get that 400% return on investment. But I have my 401k still. And as soon as I kill 2 million people in a major financial capital of the world – Stock market's tanking. My 401k is not worth as much as it was yesterday. Unless you're yeah, shorting. That, that cash. Oh, I'll short the, oh, I'll short oh, that market. Shit. Short that, the market. The big, that's the biggest That's short. where. How'd you get rich? Well, I killed uh, the population of Chicago. <laughs> and it seemed to work out you, for me. You short the U.S. market except for healthcare providers. Mm. Specifically, mm. people related to infectious diseases. Yep. You buy all of that stock. You know how you invest. You know how you invest in the CDC like index fund. Yeah. <laughs> well, you invest in you invest in intubation um, modules and uh. Yeah, you invest in like Merck or something who's okay, going to make the the virus. Let's move. We need to move well, a little, bit. boys, because the moment's coming. We need to move a little bit. Okay, and so the moment the moment Amador is here. says new buyer. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have an auction. It's gonna be dope. Everyone's gonna fucking love it. <laughs> um, Jack gets mad. He's like, "Hey, I thought we had a deal, fucko." Hector gets mad and it's like, "Hey, fucko, I thought he had a deal." And they fight, and Jack holds him back. And uh, Amador says, "Listen, I had nothing to do with this. It was my client's work. We had another bid come in." And uh, Jack pulls Hector aside. He's like, "Listen, we need to keep doing this. Even if we need to pay a little bit more money up front, you're still gonna make. If you have to pay two hundred million dollars." So you're going to make an $800 million profit. You still have all your contacts, right? You already promised the sale. You have this lined up. And we're like, Hector's like, cool. And Amador's like, what up, homies? The other buyer's here right now. Turns out in the middle of the desert. We see a nice additional Ford Explorer pull up to the Ford Explorer party in the middle of the desert. Really cool. It's like a Jeep festival, but like no one's doing cool shit. So, you know, whatever. It's like a Pitbull underpass party, but for Ford. Yeah. So I mean, Tur- we see Turquoise three Jeep. people get out of the car. Um, there's a woman who steps out of the passenger seat. Two two men. They have kind of. You can tell they have guns. Jack sees her, and his eyes go a little bit wide, and he kind of turns away. And Ramon goes like, "Well, you know her." He turns back. It looks at her again. And across the desert, who does Jack Bauer see? Mm-hmm. Fucking no. Nina. Fucking Nina. Nina. Fucking 
fucking dick got hard immediately. Myers. I so, said. So Jack, you could tell he was again cold blooded, just not happy to see her. <laughs> Nina sees Jack, mm. and what does she do? <laughs> she, she. It was equal. Uh, uh, fuck yeah, him. Uh, like, nah, fuck this dude. He wants to murder me in my face. Kill him. Kill him. Kill, kill him, him immediately. Kill him right now. Well, she's like, hey, hey, y'all, you need to kill him because he's a federal agent. And Amador's like, I know, <laughs> it's chill. And she's like, uh, no, 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 kill this dude. And she looks at her bodyguard, she's like, kill him. <laughs> and he pulls out a gun. He's like, all right, I'm going to kill this dude. And pulls his gun, and everyone pulls their guns. And Amador just jumps in between the whole thing. It's like, listen, first person to fire will be cut down, mm-hmm. which is a pretty cool threat to make when you don't have a gun. Yeah. That is that is some serious life goals for me that I can just walk and just like, listen, if you shoot at anyone around here, I'm in the middle of this. I'm not going to get hit because I know you're not shooting at me. But as soon as you pull that trigger, you're dead. <laughs> Did you guys notice what showed up on Hector? And around me, la- uh, yeah, I saw that little laser sight coming. Yeah, laser sight come up. You know what I thought that could be, y'all. And it's interesting. Hector was like Ramon didn't move. Ramon did not do shit. Hector pulls a gun from his waistband, and he immediately gets that laser sight on his chest. Now, folks, fan, and my compadres here, we're in the middle of the desert, and some bitches have some sights on them. You know what I thought? Oh, Mandy. Everyone knows it's Mandy. Mandy's all just naked in the desert, being like, oh, <laughs> shooting, shooting bitches now. And she was just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> she was there. She, she was just hanging out in the desert, just chilling. And like, she looked over through her scope and like, oh, people. <laughs> maybe I should, maybe I should kill them. Just in case. <laughs> I don't know. So Nina tries to convince Amador again that Jack is lying. He's definitely a federal agent. She knows him. And uh, Jack's like, hey, Nina, I don't work for CTU anymore. I work for they myself. Suck. I work for myself, just like you taught me. And Nina's like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm leaving. This is a setup. I don't want to die today. And um, Amador's like, I don't think your client will be too happy that you just walked away from this dope sale I've got going on. <laughs> and her bodyguard, Kale, is like, yeah, we should probably get back in there. And she's like, Ugh, fine. And so they walk back, and Amador's like, hey, Nina, everything's safe. Let's just continue. I want to meet her boss. I want to meet her boss very bad. Her, so- her no game is as strong as mine. She noped immediately. Yeah, she's like, no, yeah, don't come out. <laughs> that must be a boss to be like, oh, I, gotta, I, can't, I can't do the no game. Because I'd be, go- I'd, I'd ran, physically just ran from the desert. No, I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. Jack's here. Okay. I'm not doing this. So Amador says that they're monitoring, monitoring all frequencies and there all is frequencies. no <laughs> law enforcement or military within 25 kilometers. Does that mean You're- that if Jack trans- Jack's transponder yes. wasn't broken, that he would have been made? That was, yes. Okay, that's a great point. That was in my notes. That Michael, great point. Yes. So again, it's one of those fucking luck of the draw kind of ding dong bullshit things in twenty four. It's like if Jack, if Chase hadn't arrived in Las Nevis and broken Jack's watch, he would have been killed on this on on site immediately. Because again, they were monitoring all frequencies, all of them in at once. Mm-hmm. Yes, but but again though, because I'm sure this is gonna, I'm sure they're gonna find Jack at some point because his his watch jumped to a different frequency. <laughs> It's like, well, it was jumping between multiple ones, so they just missed it with it. So who knows? But yes. It was a secret frequency log. that no one was aware D- of, except for Jack. Dumb luck. Yes. So we cut to commercial at 926 in the desert, and we come back at 930. David Palmer arrives at Alan Milliken's large home in a very large motorcade, and then immediately enters the room where Alan is sitting. Uh, and we see Alan is in a wheelchair and also just a 
velvet like smoking jacket. It's pretty dope, actually. I mean, he looks he like, like a a, a like a black Hugh Hefner. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you guys some background. Alan, the the actor who plays Alan Milliken, is the same actor who played the man who Malcolm X met in jail in yeah. X, who turned him into a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And he uses it? the same he uses the same sentence structure mm-hmm. and cadence mm-hmm. while talking to David, but is also a dick. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't like this was another like accent or like voice I couldn't nail down. Like, where is this guy from? It's like David, don't I can't even do it. It's just but it was very like David. I'll, I'll do it for you. But it's so it, once again, it's just, imagine one, one you're a black man in L.A. who I don't know who has this much swag and strength as a black man in L.A. outside of Quincy Jones, maybe. Right, this man calls the president of the United States after he canceled the debate and announced he had a national security issue. Got him over to his house in fifteen minutes. David says, "Alan, it's good to see you." And his line is, "Thanks for finding the time to fit me in." <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So this also, is, so it, it hasn't <laughs> even been fifteen minutes. It has been eleven minutes. Eleven minutes for the president to get. Anywhere in LA, it's just like apparently you know, David's downtown, presumably, and this guy billionaire probably n- palatial mansion, not just like on Sunset Boulevard. Um, no. So anyway, so they arrive, they ex- exchange pleasantries, I guess, sure. and then just get down to it. And what is Alan just like? Hey, I'm glad you didn't bring Wayne. Super cool. I want him to be fired, I think. Off the team. Okay, before we get here, quick question, though. Imagine you were friends with the president, and I mean, this must have happened to Obama at some point, and, like, you didn't have a palatial mansion with a a dope driveway, because, like, the president has to call you, like, hey, where I put these cars at, though? I'm coming through. Like, one of his friends in Chicago was like, hey, bud, I gotta park somewhere. What's going on? (laughs) Circle the block, <laughs> dickhead. I don't know. Keep keep driving, asshole. Around the block, yeah. Just do a circle. You'll be fine. I'm gonna okay. Open up. And anyway. here, here's when I knew Alan Milliken was a complete raging dickhead. So David's like, okay, why do I need to fire Wayne? And Alan reaches down and hits the intercom button, and he says, "Tell my wife to come in." Mm. Not ask my wife to come in. He's like, "Tell her." I like. Tell, he he asks. He says to a like underling. Tell right. my wife. I had like five percent. There was like a five percent of me that was like, "Did did this dude just like marry Sherry Palmer?" <laughs> that I was so. Too. Was like, oh, I thought so too. And here's the thing: I would have preferred that than to what than to what actually happened because it proves to me that he's more of a dick. And I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I thought I thought Sherry was coming in. So and his, in walks. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, and, no, no, well, in walks the statuesque goddess played by Gina Torres. Gina Torres, the incomparable Gina <laughs> Torres. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And who, unfortunately, in this in this instance, in this scene, not playing the strong, badass woman that she is, always, mm-hmm. all the time, kind of, like, demure and kind of, like, seems apologetic. And, um... To be fair, like, she, hey. did, she did do some shit. Well, she did some shit. She was like, oh, she's like, hey, Julia, tell David why his dumbass brother needs to be fired. She's like, well, you know, um, you know, Alan had a stroke, and Wayne was the president of his company, and we hung out Ooh, a bit. We we hung out and then we became involved and Alan just like hey no became involved tell him you were fucking you were fucked she's like yeah we were fucked <laughs> and he's like also he I says was get to it Julia yeah get to it tell him about the wow. fucking part 
for about they were fucking for about a year mm. while my man was recovering from a stroke. And the only reason they broke it off was because David asked Wayne to be his chief of staff. And Which, Palmer, David's first question is like, "Hey, Alan, why didn't you tell me this earlier?" Yeah, and he's like, "I didn't know about it. I just found out. Just found out." And Mill, he wants to know. He's like, "Did you know?" Yeah. And David's like, "I didn't know. I can hardly believe it's true." And Julie's like. Nah, it's true, homie. He gave me that good news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I gave your brother my company, and he took my wife. Now I'm taking away his job. Which is not an equivalent exchange. <laughs> Which is just a sure, okay? It's really tough to like find out at the same at the same time as like one. A billionaire wants your brother fired <laughs> from the job that you really need him in. Also that your brother really slings dick real good. Yeah. <laughs> and then also Again, your brother needs to be fired <laughs> from a job you need him in where, like, bioterrorism is happening. But what, of course, what does David say? I trust Wayne. He says, I'm sorry, Alan, I can't do it. I trust him. Yeah. I need him in this position. Except that, like, I wrote immediately, like, cool, David, but you know that Wayne would say, like, yeah, you should fire me. So this is, this episode specifically is it one about to- toxic masculinity just throughout all the whole thing? Oh, yeah. But also, it, this is David trying to stay true to his guns that he's shown the entire like show. That he's like, I'm going to do the right thing no matter what. I won't be like browbeaten. I won't like kowtow to like weird shit. But also at the same time, you're like, you fucking have to. Like, <laughs> I think I think this is David's like uh, cows coming home to roost, which is not the same, but cows at a roost. Part of me is like, when, cause when, cause when David says, I trust him, and Alan says, well, I don't, to me, I'd be like, no, you don't get it, Alan. He's my brother. I know what he is. So I trust him to be the dick that I, I hired to be. I know what my brothers are. I love my brothers. I know they're, I know they're fucking false, they're, they're, where their level set is. Mm. It's like, it's, yeah. I trust him because I know he's a weasel. Right. Yeah. But he's like, I know he slangs dick, but he's also good at his job. Hey, so he slimes the dick every once in a while. That is what it is, man. That's Curtis, not my problem. That's your problem. Yeah, fair. <laughs> Curtis, speaking of slinging dick, can I apologize for not until just now noticing your fucking majestic mustache? Oh, yeah, you didn't? You like it? Oh, homie, I like love the, like, it. Like the handlebar joint? The handlebar. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was a goatee for Oh, for I did too. Too. I decided to switch it up. But now I'm getting the lightest hitting you just right. And, oh, oh hello. it's a sensual joint <laughs> oh, up this hi. thing. Yeah, you look. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's like how uh, how MJ took back the Hitler mustache a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I told you Hulk. back the Hulk. I'm like, watch this. This is how you can do it, Hulk. Yeah, bitch. Terry. Yeah, how a man's handled his business. Go to go to mobro.co slash what's yours, Curtis? Yeah, I wanted to. Get, I haven't. I didn't do it this year. It's mobro.co slash fuck Terry Bull. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> I wanted to get a little thicker up here so I get this is this this nice this nice beautiful U shaped crumb catcher. Just listen, just looking, I am I am entranced by this right now. You look good, buddy. <laughs> not as good as you, bud. No, no. you look. If, you Just. put some you put some shades on. I would not get in the van with you. Mm. That thing is magical. It's <laughs> fair. You're definitely do, not going to shackle me in the van. I do call my car the paddy wagon. <laughs> well, you need to change your your, your Twitter avatar to you and some, and some sunglasses. Good lord! And then argue. I don't want to <laughs> tell people I'm a cop, even though I do look like it. Some good mirror aviator joints is getting after it all day long. Oh, I, I, I look, appreciate. I look it. good in aviators. I have much. Um, but anyway, David says no, not firing him. 
Um, and Alan just says, uh, hey, listen, I haven't asked for anything in all my years of support. I'm like, first of all, you're a billionaire giving money to a president. You've defo asked yeah, for shit. You, you weren't holding on to all your cards to be like, hey, fire your brother because you fucked my wife. <laughs> yeah, this Those, is what I've been that waiting is, that for. Is not, that's not the marker you're cashing in with the president <laughs> after you invest billions of dollars. That's it. That's it. And also, by the way, please fire your brother. Yeah. That's a, hey, do it because I own you. And um, David says, I trust him, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Alice is like, oh, yeah, I'm not surprised because, again, I do know you. I've I've supported you for years. But uh, also, I'm not surprised. But also, you don't be surprised when there are repercussions. Mm. And uh, David's like, is that a threat? And Alan's like, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, let me know when you change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so we Obviously, get a tiny it's clock a threat. At, it's off. definitely a threat, ding dong. <laughs> so we get a tiny clock at 9.35. Please take a drink. Um, and we see Michelle talking with Adam. And Kim just rushes in and just like, hey, I have to talk to you because uh, Tony's really beefing it and sucks and is probably dying. And um, we're in a we're in a place where mistakes can be very costly. And I really think you should go to Chappelle and question your husband's abilities to do his job. And Kim's like, okay, toodles, I'm out. And then we get another tiny clock at 9.36. Please take a drink. And um, I'm sure that all go well. Uh, we see Claudia walking up to the shed where Chase is being held. And um, Eduardo and Emilio walk out to get a, a icy cold beer, uh, take a break from all the good torture. <laughs> and um, to get him to leave so Claudia can go in and say hi to Chase, because Jack asked her to take care of him. Claudia says, hey, dickhead, there's oil under Hector's truck. So you should go fix that before he gets back. And he's like, it's 9 p.m. and I just opened a beer. I'd rather not. She's like, uh, go do it. Right now, please. Is this, so this is some ultra. I'm sorry, this is some Yankee bullshit. I grew up in the South, in 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 actual Florida, where people are Southerners. Shit leaks oil sometimes, man. <laughs> like there, there's like in our garage, there were just oil stains on the floor. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to a car, baby. Is it a, is it a puddle of oil? Is it drips? Like what is this? Did the oil fall out of the car? Then maybe it's a problem. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it all the oil? That makes sense. It's just drip. Do have to clean a stain? Because it's a dirt driveway. What are you talking about, <laughs> you maniac? And so he's he's just like, all right, I guess. And then he leaves, and she walks in, and Chase is just like spitting blood. And she gives him water and starts to mean like, hey, don't worry. Jack's cool. And he's lying to everyone the whole time, and he, like, he doesn't want you dead, and like this is all great. And um, we're going to turn him over. And then she's like, can you understand me? And then he's just like, do you have water? <laughs> Like clearly, I think missed all of her saying Jack's cool and she didn't betray she's him. Basically, like she's been like, "Hey, hey, buddy, hey, Ch- Chase, buddy. Uh, sorry about all the torture. Uh, here's a little bit of water. I'm gonna rub on you. Also, um, if you could just keep getting tortured for just a little bit, that'd be great. The, the best okay, is but- she's like, "I'm gonna help you." And he's like, "Then help me." And she's like, "I can't. I bye. can't do this." I need to ask this question: Was it the director? Or the actor who decided that what Chase has gone through is worse than what Jim Caviezel went through in The Passion of the Christ. Like, did you see that movie with Jesus? I need you to do it worse. <laughs> like, you're just, you're done. It's over. But they, I just got hit by a treble. Uh-huh. They're yeah. definitely it's, working it's, him over pretty good. And I will say, like, James Badgedale is a pretty good, like, stand-in for a young Jack Bauer. Like, I, I feel like this was very good casting. He, he does yeah, a good job. Jack mm-hmm. didn't look this dead with the Baradine. That's fair. He's... <laughs> He's not doing well. Um, so she leaves and Chase is, you know, half dead. Um, so we cut back to Jack, Ramon, and Hector. And he comes, Jack walks up to them and is like, well, we need to come in with a final number. We have 10 minutes left for one final bid. And Hector's like, okay, well, we started with 100. 
I bet Shilly's going to go in with another $150 million. So we should just fucking really go balls out and offer $200 million. And they all kind of agree. And uh, Ramon's like, do it. So Hector walks up to secure the money. And uh, Ramon's like, hey, Jack, who the fuck is Nina? Mm. And Jack's just like, she used to work for me at CTU. <laughs> Ramon's like, nah, Yeah, no, though. I saw the look. Like, no one walks up and sees you and is like, okay, kill him. <laughs> he needs to die because they used to work together. <laughs> What's the deal? And what does Jack say? She killed my wife. And Ramon's response is, is that going to be a problem? Yeah. <laughs> and no, my, my no problem. Is, same, as, same as Jack's, the first half, right? No, yeah. not a problem. She's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> so, not a problem uh, for me. No problem at all. I know where she is now. Yeah. That's great. This is amazing. This is, this is better <laughs> this is than actually, I could have I've been looking for her for three years. This yeah, actually I, solved I a had, lot of problems. I had a problem before because I didn't know where the fuck she was. Now, you solved the problem I'm gonna kill her dead with a towel. You know, we see this. We see this from Jack's perspective, and we see Nina's reaction. I would have loved to see Nina's reaction, or like perspective. Yes, the exactly. Time. Like I would have loved to see her, her see Jack at that moment, just out of nowhere, and just imagine what happened inside of her body and head. Well, so like you kind of see her reaction, which is just like the like dumb and dumber. Okay, kill him like immediately. <laughs> But I want I want to know the intervening yes. ten minutes because in my mind, if I'm her, because I know how Jack like Jack has to maintain cover. She has a bodyguard and she's by herself out here. If I'm her, those intervening ten minutes are just like her walking through the desert, being like fuck, 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 shit, ass, <laughs> cock, ball, shit, motherfucking cock, dicks, ball, shit, I'm dead. I'm just saying so, that on repeat for ten minutes. Here's, here's what I wrote down. Essentially, so if you haven't seen John Wick three, um, there's a character at the end that makes it out away from John. I'll tell you that. This is the same reaction I picture her having in John Wick 4 if John just shows up somewhere when she's doing all kinds of crimes. Like, God, no! Fuck, no! Shoot! <laughs> fucking shoot him! He's, it's, everything's fine. We know John. I know him! Just everybody! Everyone turn your guns and fire. You probably won't kill him anyway, but please, Christ, try. He's I have to plans today. I need things I have to fin. I was gonna get lunch. I was going to Portillo's. I need I need. We all trust Mr. Wick. He's fine. He has a dog now. He's going to kill me. The dog will kill me. The dog's got three guns. <laughs> How much money do you think Nina's getting for this? 16? 17 million? It's not, it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to know if Jack's cut goes. I mean, does Jack's cut go up or down? It would have to go the down because they're selling it for less. Now they're going to take it. I mean, like, honestly, though, they just doubled their bid. At the, Well, we'll get to that. Also, they more yeah, than doubled if, their if, bid. Jack's Jack's money just went right out the window. Also, if, if Ramon's smart, he's, he's tying back to a percentage of the of the net, right, rather mm-hmm. than the solid 50. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get your percentage lower, because uh, my net profit it's, is only Curtis, this is a tilt joke that Michael and I just talked about, but it's um 16 times the natural logarithm, <laughs> natural <laughs> logarithm of the amount of the money plus, plus 31, 31, yes. To get your to get the price of your your drug money in dog years. <laughs> why uh why is Amador not just selling this shit straight to whoever's gonna pay a billion dollars for it instead of That's these assholes? Me. If if this guy got 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 bitters, how come he couldn't outdo Hector Salazar? That honestly, at this point, if I am Michael Amador, I'm like, hey Hector, I hear you can sell this for a billion. I'll give you two hundred million right now for the contact, and then I'll sell it for a right. billion dollars. Actually, actually, guys, I'm sorry, but this has to go to present day. What we've learned so far is that the Ukrainians are pretty close to giving away shit for free. <laughs> um, they don't really ask much, you know, for what they what they want. 
So it's not really that big of a deal. They don't want are anything. You, Curtis, are you Curtis saying this podcast <laughs> empire of ours is not really working out? So one, you either want to switch our sponsorship goals from beer or bourbon to Ukrainian drugs, <laughs> or do you want to buy Ukrainian drugs? No, Ukrainian maybe energy saying, companies. Maybe I'm saying guys. maybe I'm saying the Ukrainians are weak, so I want to split, split, uh, switch our sponsorship to vodka. Mm. Mm. Okay, so I, I couldn't tell if you're looking for new podcast sponsors or just trying to kind of corner the market on like super weapons. Kind of want both, bud. Because I will say, if we threaten the world with a legitimate threat of, and uh, hey, jokey jokies, of <laughs> legitimate threat of you know super virus, we'll get some listeners for at least one episode. <laughs> I I may know some people in the medical community. We've been dropping subtle hints this whole time. All, all the all the listeners mm. will just be government agencies, though. Ooh. But hey, that counts fine. in they the numbers. Friends. They have friends. They can tell people. Right, it still works. And okay. you know what? And they're probably going to want to give us a five star review just to kind of keep their cover because <laughs> everyone does. We have perfect record on here, so Boom time. to fit in, keep their cover. Can't lose. agents. Anyway, if you know anyone in Ukraine, let us know. No big deal. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we cut to commercial at 9.38. We come back at 9.43. Curtis, did you, you were going to say something? I said in Kiev, which is a new word I learned this week. I know it was a word before. Sutherland. Sutherland. yeah. Keeps coming back. Hey, hey, Kiev, you're a pirate, man. That explains everything. So we come back from commercial at 9.43. Claudia is trying to get Sergio, her son, ready to leave, and Sergio does not want to leave. And he's like, where is Hector? I like him. And, um... He's gonna be a little yeah, turd. I think she's gonna up. get so, it's gonna so be the no, worst. So you guys, you guys say this stuff. My five year old, who I love with all, every inch of my being, um, and I promised you gentlemen that I would, I would harm and see harm done to to keep him safe from any kind of hurt. I, I wouldn't use promise. It was threatened. Mm, it, it was, was a, a threat. threat. Yeah, it was definitely yeah. a threat. Here's the thing. Yeah. Every morning, I yell at him, un- trying to understand why he hates me so much. <laughs> just like <laughs> what? Just put your clothes on, bud. <laughs> I. I, fuck, I, can we go to school? I like school. Do you? <laughs> sure. Sure. So, same shit, different day. Yeah. So, yeah. Claudia, it's just, just boys. Um, just fucking boys. That's, that's your parents' fault. They, they cursed, they cursed you by saying at some point in your life, I can't wait till this boy has someone just like him as his kid. Mm-hmm. And it happened. So, so, so apparently, Claudia, whoever Claudia's dad was, is also an ass. Oh no, we met, we met her dad. We she's meet her dad right now because so. But this is, uh, yeah. she's basically like, hey Hector or, or Sergio, Hector sucks. Go to sleep. Get your clothes together. <laughs> He's you know Hector's gone. Eat my whole butt. So she leaves. Hector, Hector's fucking asshole. Fuck that guy. We're out. And then so she walks to the kitchen and she's kind of searching through stuff. And then her father Oriel comes in and asks her, hey, what are you planning to do? And uh, she pulls a knife out of the drawer and just like. Kind of waving it around for a little bit, and she's like, "We're getting out of here. Jack's getting us out of here." And Oral's like, "Jack, Hector, Ramon, these are all very bad men. They suck." Mm. And she's like, "No, Jack's cool. You should all come with us." <laughs> and uh, and or- Oral's just like, "You should leave me behind." And she's like, "No, we're all making it out." Um, and then so we come back to see to you, and Tony's on the phone, and Michelle walks up to him as we get a tiny clock at nine forty-five, and uh, we overhear Tony just saying. We have no satellite coverage where Jack is, um, and Michelle, Michelle's just like, okay, I'm going to double check it. And uh, Tony's like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing here? She's like, well, you've made some mistakes. I just want to check in on you. And you should probably still be in the hospital <laughs> and maybe mm-hmm. step down from CTU, and I should be the, ju- I should be the boss person. And he's like, no, I'm fine. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 
they don't they don't agree. He and, yells um, at her actually. He's they yep. they fight a little bit. I, again, my notes are not good. I, I I was breezing through this one. Um, and I think actually right here, I think I just wrote the real villain colon to all caps underline toxic masculinity. <laughs> yeah. So she, I mean, she basically questions Tony, and like he gives her no reason to not question him because he snaps at her about how he's yeah. fine, and so Doing she's like. Fine okay, this this dude's my husband and he's literally jumping down my throat because I was like, hey, people said you're making mistakes. But then she goes to Chappelle and like... So it, it's weird. So I, I did write... So Adam comes up and it's like, hey, Tony, we have a satellite. The NSA says that we can reposition. You just need to ask them for access. And he's, Tony's like, I'm on it. Walks away. Michelle sighs and then she goes to smash the patriarchy but walks into a paragon of the patriarchy, Ryan Chappelle. And Chappelle has to fucking love this. He's like, whoa, whoa, wait, we get to do some bureaucratic shit? Let's do this. But but it's so weird because, like, so they walk in, and Chappelle's working, and um, Mich- Michelle's just like, hey, I don't think Tony's fit right now. Like, he's he's making mistakes. He's was shot three hours ago. He's forgetting things. And, you know, I wouldn't usually be worried, but today's a big day, and, like, Chappelle is almost like, yeah, but Tony is integral to this. Like he set this whole thing. Like he's reversing on everything. He's the ultimate bureaucratic weasel because he wants the coverage of yes. Like, well, Tony said he's fine and he's integral to this. So like I have to keep doing it. It's like Chappelle was almost defending Tony because of what Tony said to him to cover his ass. Yeah, because Tony because Chappelle doesn't want to be responsible for any of this shit. Right. He's like, no, nah, exactly. this is Tony's party now. <laughs> what I like is what I like is all the credit, none of the blame here. Exactly. So Chappelle is trying to play both sides against nobody's middle. Like he's just like he's just being a dick for no reason. Doesn't want to like he's just yelling at everyone for no reason. Um. So Chappelle's like, well, do you think Tony's mistakes are bad enough to warrant pulling from pulling him from the job? And she's like, yeah, I do. And Tony's like, okay, I'll take care of it. Um. I just need to finish this phone call real quick. Don't worry about it. It's not important. Um. So we get a tiny clock at nine forty-seven. Please take a drink. We see Wayne on the phone. And okay. <laughs> First of all, David got back again to the command center in record time. So Wayne's on the phone. David walks in. And again, here's the situation where David is like, hey, just saw Alan. Had a, and, and Wayne is like, hey, what did he want? <laughs> when your, bro- your brother, yeah, this, the president, walks in pissed off scene. and like being like, hey, man, what the fuck? And you're like. Hey, you, you, knowing you did have an affair with the billionaire's right, wife, and right. your brother, the president, was just called to a secret meeting with the billionaire and comes back angry at you explicitly, <laughs> and you're like, hey, what the dude want? The jig is up, friendo. I need, like, even my own brothers, I would expect, and my friends here to know, if someone of that amount of power calls me and says they, they need to see me now, and not to bring you, please... <laughs> Turn to me and say, "Hey, so um, I did find his wife." <laughs> BT Dubs, I don't know a hundred percent if this is what it's about, but just in case, critical background information. <laughs> but the thing is, like, too, so it's like, it's like David or Wayne is like, "Hey, what did Alan want?" And David's like, "Well, he wants me to fire you." And Wayne is immediately just like, "Oh, because I fucked his wife." <laughs> Yeah. He's like, he's like, dude, you knew that was about. Just be upfront. Like, why'd you even ask the question? Like, if David walks in mad at you, you just be like, 
oh, hey, did Alan want to be fired because I fucked his wife? He's like, yeah, how'd you know? I was like, well, I fucked his wife. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I did. I did the thing. I also knew what was in Alan because I, fu- I did it. Um, uh, yeah, Wayne, so, Wayne, obviously, but Wayne says like, okay, cool, I'll just resign. I should go ahead and resign. And what does David D- say? David, <laughs> above a middle C, by the way, says, Please take you'll a drink. leave when I fucking tell you to leave. And he's like, he's like, by the way, you will pay for yeah. it, but you're not resigning because uh, I need you here. Because yep. only I can make you resign. Yeah. Because you serve it. But he doesn't say this, but I'm going to pull a West Wing line. You serve at the pleasure of the president, bitch. Yeah, but then like Wayne's, Wayne says, hey, he's he plays dirty pool. Are you sure you want to get in the gutter with him? And David goes, well, you haven't left me with much of a choice, have you? And it's like, <coughs> yeah, he literally just yeah, he, said, I will fucking resign. That is the other he choice. Gave you a choice. Alan gave you a choice. You had choices that involved no Wayne. That's how that choice is. <laughs> Just have less Wayne. Yeah, because you have a you have a little Wayne right now. You could have no Wayne. <laughs> I have Oon Wayne. No, but instead you'd rather have fountains of Wayne. <laughs> New Jersey's finest band. Why are there so many bands with Wayne in the name? Who knew? <laughs> I don't understand the guts it takes to be like, are you going to see that dude? He want me there. That's probably fine. We're okay. Probably nothing. Banging his wife, so I'm just gonna keep that. To my, I think he's not gonna come up. We're good. <laughs> just the, just my billionaire <laughs> former boss, whose wife I fucked, and also financed my brother's presidency, and um, he doesn't want to see me. It's probably fine. It's like think about the feeling you had when you knew you were in trouble. People around you knew you were in trouble, <laughs> and you came home and saw your parents, and they had a disappointed look on their face. To to have the gall that Wade has to be like, probably fine. <laughs> Probably no, cool. Is, what's what's the is, matter, everybody? This is literally. I think I've told this story on Transcendental Places, but this is explicitly one time when I got sent to my room, and my dad was like, "Hey, go to your room, think about what you did. I'll must spank you when you when I come down there." And rather than thinking about what I did, I put on every single pair of underwear I owned as a nine year old boy, which was weirdly a lot of pairs of underwear. I had a lot of tidy whities, and I put all of them on. And then I sat in my room waiting for my dad to come back, knowing that, hey, my dad is going to hit me pretty good on my butt. I got Patty, though. I got this, this, this is Wayne was just like, Wayne was sitting there knowing that David went to go to learn that he'd done fucked a billionaire's wife. And Wayne was sitting in that office, probably taking phone calls, but also metaphorically putting on every pair of underwear he owned. <laughs> Because he knew, he knew much like I knew that my father would not beat me to within an inch of my life and probably would laugh when he saw me wearing underwear. Wayne knows his brother Uh and knows that David is like, no, I'm not going to fire you because I will not be, uh, what's the word? Pressure. I won't be pressured. So Wayne knows David just as well as David knows Wayne. Mm -hmm. It's still hard. Like, Wayne, how could you, like, if, if, I don't know if Jeff Bezos' wife is as hot as as, uh, as Gina Torres is, but it's like, could you have fucked anyone else? Why this dude's wife? Sweet Christmas, man. It's Gina Torres, man. That's what I mean. I I get that, but that's, this is a hypothetical situation. Yeah, if, if Lawrence Hooper was mad at you, Kush, I'd be like, oh, did you fuck Gina Torres? I see. I mean, that makes sense. I, I know why you did it, but but now I'm going to be mad at you still. That's fair. But, but like, if you were married to Gina Torres, then I fucked Gina Torres. Yeah, no, I see the problem. Yeah, okay. but it's like, if, if, <laughs> if I have a main billionaire who, who, who contributes to my campaign, you go work for him, and you fuck his You don't tell me that like, immediately. Just, let, or, just find anybody else to fuck. That's all I'm saying. Just Especially if you are now the president of a... The billionaire's company. Mm-hmm. You got options. Mm-hmm. 
that would be yeah, that, that that's essentially like if if when Steve Ballmer took over Microsoft, he was like, "Hey, Bill, gonna have to fuck your wife though." <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, really, Melinda, my girl, my main guy with Melinda. We're making how toilets can, how together. Did you do that? I mean, because um, we were talking. Because you were off doing something else. I had you a stroke. Eh. You know, speaking like of Bill Gates, Gates, you were incapacitated. Speaking of Bill Gates, how mm-hmm. this motherfucker keep saying he's giving away all of his money, but somehow he keeps making more money? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're not trying hard enough. I have some places where you can give his, it. His, his money is based off loans from his stock, so he just gives away that money, and then the stock keeps going up. You're like, oh, look at more money. So mm-hmm. we got all that money. Yeah. How does hey guys, how does wealth work? <laughs> <laughs> and how do I get some? It well, sounds see, real see, neat. We managed to build wealth off of this this fucking metal that we find inside the earth that really has no intrinsic value except for its ability that electricity and the fact that it's rare. From oh, there, the, we the wealth the that we mine from the earth called windows. <laughs> all the, office, all the oh, Office 365, which was, which was, that rare stolen, earth metal? Which was stolen from, from Xerox. Didn't even know that, did you? That's weird, right? The copier company. They created it, and they fucked him. Fucked him hard, and fucked him along. They gave him like five grand for it. <laughs> hey, but, well, look, hey, guys, no, can I say Apple, that? That's why Apple Bill's a billionaire. That. Microsoft just stole it. That's true. <laughs> That's, man, well, hey, guy, that's why he's rich and I'm not, and he's making toilets and also crying about losing a billion dollars and still having a billion dollars. I mean, it, you know what? It cycles back to Wayne. Who were you willing to fuck to get ahead? Everybody. The whole planet. Where, where are you willing to put that dick? If you're willing to put that dick in a billionaire's wife, you are you might be willing to be a billionaire yourself. You don't hey, know. Hey, hey, can I say this? I am willing to put my dick in any billionaire's wife. <laughs> Literally, you name one billionaire. Yeah, See, I'll bother wife. But, but you might get crushed, rather than be, be successful. It's, 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 that's the challenge. That is true. There's there's two uh, two high, two sides of that coin. I know this was probably off air, but I did just talk about. Hey, I'm in a drought. I, I who cares if I get? I listen. Any port in a storm, I don't care who it is. I am willing to put my dick well, in any so be, any to, billionaires. To be, anything. To be fair, any billionaires. Jeff, Jeff Jeff Bezos's uh, ex ex wife now is essentially can have a line at her door. All, hey, also being like, what you want. Also, Hey, again, my what I just said does apply to also what is, I I'm blanking on her name. Businesses. McKenzie. McKenzie, I am willing to do that. Listen, <laughs> I will put my dick into a billionaire's anything. <laughs> Whatever it might be, my dick will go in, on, or around it. I do not care. <laughs> we're, we're gonna cut that all is a that is a goddamn guarantee. My dick will touch on in around any billionaire's anything. <laughs> oh God. Cut it all out. It's all of it. No, that's no, this is listen, I added this shit, so I I, I paid for that's a Michael Cushing sponsored content <laughs> message right there. If you're a billionaire, my dick's going in you. Mackenzie Bezos is not unattractive, so I Mackenzie Bezos is very attractive. Yeah. But again, what I just said is I will put my dick into a billionaire's anything, including Jeff's anything. <laughs> if I get paid for it, I will do it. <laughs> Even if I don't, I do not care. Hey, CEO of Oracle, you have that big boat outside the office? My dick's going on it or in it. I don't care. One dick on your boat. <laughs> I win. This is all staying in. Thank you. No. Um,. You have no say. I edit this. Just upload your audio. Even if you don't, I'm this this is staying in no matter what. 
Um, yeah, so anyway, Wayne says, hey, don't worry, Al- or Alan's a dirty fighter, aren't you worried? And Palmer's like, no, nah, I'll fight that bitch, whatever. We get a tiny clock at 9.48. Please take a drink. And uh, Tony walks into a room, a trap, where Chappelle and uh, Michelle are waiting for him. And um, Chappelle's like, Tony, hate to bring this up. You know, if it was me, I wouldn't. I would never. You know me. I'm, I'm a cool guy, cool boss. I love you. Um, but... Listen, someone has questioned your competency to lead CTU. He scoffs. I, I know I know. I have previously done that on at least two occasions in the last three episodes, but like someone else did it now, and now it's important. Um, and uh, Tony's like, well, who? The way that Tony answers this, he, it was exacerbated by the fact that I had the closed captioning on where it said literally in brackets, scoffs, and then goes by whom. He's on some real white dude energy right now. Tony's on some real honky man energy, like throughout this whole episode. He's and he's also playing up the like we we've made fun of the Tony like yeah. yeah. But he's also like huh, who? No, but, <sighs> by the way, Bye. even this scene, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys how Tony's an asshole even through this whole thing. Just 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 let's go step by step in this bullshit. Go go ahead. Oh yeah, okay. So Tony's like, well, who's asking about it? And Michelle's like, it was me. Yeah, it was me. And Tony's like, listen, I'm fucking fine. I, I'm doing my job just fine. And so Chappelle's like, okay, well, here's a little testy test. Turns off the monitors behind him. And he's like, when you walked in the room, what was on the screen? And Tony, what does Tony do? I mean, he nails it. He gets the he left side, the right side, the but top, he, but he's, bottom. But he's huffy. He's huffy as a bitch to begin oh, yeah. with. He's a like, huffy little shit, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I mean, he nails he's it. He's indignant but that he's even... He but he's indignant about even being yeah. asked. Which, okay. like, And again, though, like, even, and this comes up, too, because like... He can't believe that he's being asked about it. And and this ca- this came up with the Kim conversation too. And it's all just like Michelle brings it up too. She's like, "Hey man, you were shot in the neck 3 hours you ago." You have a hole and in your like, fucking neck, dude. Of course we should be asking like, about you. So he explains all of it and Michelle's just like, "Well, you forgot about the codes. You forgot about this." And Tony's just like, "Yeah, well, everything that Kim brought up." Sorry, go ahead, Curtis. You get this, you got this it. well bullshit here can go right to hell. So he's talking about how so so simply he forgot the first the 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 um what is it? Sorry. The uh the access codes? The the frequency that she they sent Kim mm-hmm. to, to scan. And as she's saying you forgot the frequency. Well I sent it to her in the all message before I even talked to her. Hey dipshit, if you come over to me and ask me to do something, mm-hmm. don't then later tell me Oh, I already put it in Slack before I came over here. Yeah. Then why'd you fucking come over here? Yeah. Just Slack it to or me. Or just say like, "Hey, did you see dick? the Slack?" And then I'll say yes yeah. or no. Yeah. No, no, no. Did you get to so? Yeah, I'm gonna ask you a question. Hey, what's the what's frequency? <laughs> I gave it to you already. Well, did you? Where is it? That'd be nice to then know. Just say like, "Hey, it's in this fucking chat." It. Then. Right. And then he said, "Well, you forgot. You also forgot the code that you needed to just the other scan." I said, "Well, I put it in the all message." Which is for those of us who once again use Slack or fucking or, or any kind of mail systems is I did a giant reply all <laughs> or 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 message to general here with all the new codes. Well, you, hey buddy, you came to me once again personally to ask me to do something. Just tell me the shit I need to know at that moment. Mm-hmm. Here's here's and don't thing. check the general channel. That's full of bullshit. Here's another thing too, is. Curtis, to, your, to build on your point too. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, Tony. Not 45 minutes ago, 
was embroiled in a three-man conspiracy theory <laughs> to not tell the president of the United States of a drug interdiction scheme or like viruses. Like, so this whole thing. So he, it was a three-man crew that he was shot in and almost blew the whole fucking thing up because he got shot. His his co-conspirator was arrested for being a mole, and the whole thing is just like a you know hanging on a thread. And now all of a sudden he's just like, "Hey, I put critical information of this like whole thing that like probably no one really even knows about still, just in the company chat room." <laughs> <laughs> I just put it in the open channel. Just like, here's the code for this one thing that you only you I know fucking about. put it on the bulletin board outside the break room. Did no one fucking see it? I, I put the codes on the bulletin board. Come on. It it honestly. Have you all played like Fallout, the video mm-hmm. game? Yep. So it it very much is like when you're on a quest and like they have computers around the room and like there's just like quest information where people like just leave notes and like laying out like the entire like. <laughs> I saw this person do X, Y, Z. I bet they're going to die. And I put like a, <laughs> a dinosaur into a tuna can. <laughs> like It's just like laying out like very specific information that like no one would put in a diary or whatever. But it's just like, yeah, I just put it there. It's fine. Here's the codes. Here's the codes to that hmm. room. I'm just going to say this. I, I work at a pretty big company and I, I manage people. I have filters on my email, fam. And I, I have filters that, that like if it's certain, if there's certain, you know, uh, distribution list you're sending it to i that's a that's a one filter if it's sent directly to me it's in the filter i check the most often so that distro list of like all the dickheads i hate i'm not checking that man after, that sounds until lunchtime so sounds, can you fix my inbox because man i am on <laughs> too many lists and i don't know how to I, I honestly i just don't read emails at this point <laughs> yeah which is, i'm not a, i'm not at a point in my career where, where i can afford to just not read yeah, emails. I, got, I got filters from my slack thing i got filters for jira messages i got all kinds of all kinds of filters yeah can you go ahead and fix me buddy That'd be, i'd appreciate it <laughs> i'll do it for you bud i'll do but it anyway so tony's just like yeah anyway kim was the one fucking up i mean not me that makes sense and and Michelle checks mm-hmm. it, and she's like, yeah, Tony was right. Kim wasn't fucking up, and um, Tony's fine. And Chappelle's like, sorry, bud. You know you know, this wasn't me. <laughs> I would I never do this. this. I would ne- you know I would never do this to you. And he ends the meeting, and Tony leaves, and Chappelle says, well, you wasted a bunch of time. Thanks. Michelle's going to be sleeping up. on the couch for a while, I think. But also, not getting that big-time job at Langley. Mm-hmm. You wasted six minutes right? today. Right? It's like, Michelle, you're going to get divorced and lose your chance at a, at a DC job in one hour because you mm-hmm. fucked with Kim. Yeah, you let Kim you you let, let Kim. Kim play you. You let Kim play you, and then you went to Ryan Chappelle, of all people. <laughs> so we come back from commercial at 9.55, and we see auction Nina and her bodyguard. Time. It's auction time. I love that this this comes down to essentially... <laughs> Writing down a number on an index card and sliding it across the desk to see hey, it's like yeah hey everyone that, places that's right not, for the fucking not, virus that's not an auction <laughs> just so you guys know it's not an auction it's at a all. silent no. auction so kind of it's a silent auction yeah so with two people um, yeah that's dumb. I mean there could be a also, third you, you don't know s- you can also see the bids on a silent auction <laughs> that's sort of like I write it down on a piece of paper but the, anyway so uh, everyone walks into a tent they're patted down for weapons Nina six sits down um, as Jack and the Salazar enter. And Amador's like, y'all got your bids? And he takes them. He opens Salazar's envelope first and says, will your banks verify the funds? And they're like, yeah, for sure. No no doubt. And then he opens Nina's envelope. And then he looks at uh, Jack and Salazar's and said, your bid is $225 million. Mm. Mm-hmm. Her bid 
is 240. Mm. Hector immediately stands up and is like, hey, Amador, you're fucking dead, bro. <laughs> that doesn't go well. Why didn't they and, just say, uh, like, fine, we'll give you 245? <laughs> That's yeah. That's how. I it, that's how. That's how auctions work. <laughs> like, again, like yeah. I get. I get that he One, said this was our final bid, but if you offer them more money, he's not going to be like, you yeah. know what? More money sounds bad. Two forty five. Two forty five. She, 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 she hit the buy now price. She just hit the buy now price. Oh, yeah. She hit it. So, sorry, this auction has reached its. It's lower limit. Yeah, we're gonna we're yeah. gonna not sell this one. So the Salazar and Jack are escorted out, but as they're leaving, Amador's like, "Okay, cool. The transfer will happen in two hours, that's which is the, plenty of time for hanky panky." That is panky. the stupidest mm-hmm. shit I have ever heard. They've given you all the information you need to to get the bank transfer started, and you're like, "I'm just gonna wait for two hours because eh, I want to see what happens." We're gonna wait two hours, and we're gonna head due east of here, about twenty. Everyone knows that the banks, the secret banks in the Cayman Islands and Switzerland, don't Mm -hmm. open until midnight LA time. So that's true. True, true. Sorry. Um. So Hector yells at Jack, and he's about to kill him. And Ramon says, "Now's not the time." And we see Amador talking to Nina. It's like we'll we'll be in touch with the details. And uh, they all watch as Nina leave, and the Salazars and Jack load into an SUV and start driving off. Pause it. Pause um, fast. What's that? I, Michael just gave me a thought of, of what if what if a giant criminal conspiracy happened, like a big drug deal happened, and they realized, guys, we did our drug deal on a Friday. <laughs> the banks are closed. Mm, it's a ba- and it's a big holiday on Monday, so oh it's going to be Tuesday. God. Guys, Ooh. it's Wait. August 31st. We <laughs> fucked up. Oh, Labor Day. Oh, <laughs> oh, are you oh guys and we're all wearing thinking? white linen pants. Oh, stupid. Okay, so well, three days and I'll get your money, right? Can I have the drugs now? <laughs> no, that's good. You're a good Sounds guy. Like you wait You're 30 nice. days, homie. Nice um, right, so ahead, Jack <laughs> Jack keeps trying to convince Hector Ramon is like, I can get Nina. You just got to put a man on her, follow her, and we'll we'll track this down. We cut to a split screen. We see Jack kind of worrying and just like, you know, not really sure if Hector Ramon are going to give him another chance. We see Nina driving away to claim the virus. Wayne Palmer's in a conference room talking to staff. Chase Palmer's still being hung by his wrist, just bleeding profusely. And uh, David just kind of being pensive about Al Milliken. We cut to another tiny clock at 9.58. Please take a drink. And um, Hector makes the SUV they're in pull over. And then he pulls Jack out of the uh, the car. And Jack's just like, time Don't to do die, Jack. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Hector pulls a gun, points it at him. And like, Jack makes a very compelling argument here. Mm-hmm. And like. This is it's one a of very first fucking time, like, whiny, beggy it's whiny. argument. It is but whiny, yes. but it, makes, this is, it, makes, it makes sense, though. It makes sense, but also, and we've talked a little bit about this before, that Jack emotionally is whatever he needs to be in that moment. And like, I think this is the first time we've seen Jack unhinged in a vulnerable way. He's been unhinged before, but he, like, he looks scared here. It, but like, it, or yeah. frantic, that he knows like there's a lot on the line here, and he's just like, you can't do this, because like, you've already, li- what's going to happen well, if you... The yeah. North Koreans and Al Qaeda well, are like he turns, oh he turns the situation they were just in around on Hector. Yeah. Hey, imagine if Amador told us ain't no virus no more. You have the North Koreans and and, and like and, and the Saudis being like, hey, I need that virus though, and you're like, no, no virus. That's gonna ruin mm-hmm. your name. But like, there's you're, you're only the, so the, many. The there's game. only so many people in the world that have a billion dollars. And want to buy a virus. Yeah, but those people have reach, my dude. Um, but what I'm saying say. is, like, who are the buyers that Nina's lined up? It's probably the same fucking people. 
Yeah, I guess you'd think so, right? Like, well, who else is like, like oh, if it's not the North Koreans or, and but, fucking Al Qaeda, then like, just, who is it? Ninja might, might just be hit that virus, though. She works well, with some pretty bad people. Here's another thing, too, though. Okay. And, and this feels very much like a Libyans and uh, Back to the Future <laughs> sort of situation. So, Jack even applies here, but it's been applied earlier. It's like, they've already promised the virus to both right. Al Qaeda and the North Koreans for a billion dollars. I on that farm did not see a hot lab and like ways to like synthesize more virus. So no matter what, they've implied they've promised it to both of them. I mean, it's a virus. You just split it in half and give them each half, right? Yeah, that's that's how. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you can just sell it to as many people like as you no fucking matter, want. But it sounds like no matter what, the Salazar's were going to disappoint either Al Qaeda or the North Korea. Like if they were, if if Amador was smart, what he would do is. Sell the fucking virus to Nina for two forty. Also sell the virus to Hector and Ramon for two twenty five, and then also sell it to the North Koreans for a billion. Or get any number of stoner Southern Cal dipshits <laughs> to be like, "Hey, virus is in this like Dell dude. He can go wherever. This homie, like, we got him in a cell no matter what. We can just keep making more of this guy. You getting a Dell? We have a lot of Kyle Singers ready to go. Ready, just we're rotten with Kyle Singers. So anyway, Jack says, what about your buyers around the world? They're going to know you got double-crossed and didn't do shit about it. What are you going to say to them? I'm sorry, we'll get it right. Next time, your name will be a fucking joke. And Hector kind of stops, but then Ramon puts his hand and pulls the gun down and tells Hector to get back in the car. And then he looks at Jack and says, kind of shakes his head and says, this man has more lives than a cat. And gets in the SUV, and Jack kind of puts his hands down and walk slowly towards the car as we cut to black at 9.59.59. And he lives another day. He's gonna live another day. Or another hour, hour, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but uh, this was, guys, this is a baller. This is a banger of an just, episode. Just hitting it. It was, it was. Never stopped. There was no action, but it, it had, it had so much, like, under the surface action, you know? It's just, I mean, like, we've been waiting for Nina to just pop mm. up. Mm-hmm. And, like, e- even expecting Nina to show up, like, Curtis, did you expect her to walk out of the car when that, that van pulled up? Yes. I, you thought, I, well, it was, you thought it was So, Nina. there were two people who I thought could walk out of that car. Mandy Nina. <laughs> and I know Michael knows who the, who the other one is. Man. Oh, Sherry Palmer. Yep. Yeah. You thought it was me, and, Sherry? Oh. That, the same thing happened at Alan's house. I was like, this needs to be Nina or I can, Yeah, I keep expecting Sherry Palmer to pop up somewhere. <laughs> Such a limited pool of suspects <laughs> that just always. Well, because well, I think it was more Sherry because like I know she's that much of a boss mm-hmm. where she'd be like, yeah, now I'm a, now I'm a criminal. <laughs> well, here's the question. These, here's I'm, a- I'm, I'm terrorizing the world now. Fuck y'all. Okay, so here's a question, Curtis. Mm-hmm. Since Nina has showed up now, mm-hmm. do you think Sherry will show up in this season, or is she going to be like a season four protagonist? I think four. Okay. Um, I think they give it. They've given us enough. I think you might see Mandy. You think Mandy's- a little bit of that. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna get Nina. Um, I also love, by the way, that Ramon. I think Ramon's playing a long game for one reason because Ramon is the only person who knows, by the way, that this is a person that Jack hates. So he's like, if I want this virus, I just unleash this Jack bomb. Mm. He's gonna go find this bitch. Like, there's no question about it. He wants her so bad. I think Ramon. I, I think Ramon is such a like in the moment pragmatist that like before he got home and saw that Hector been acting up and trying to like take over. <laughs> Like when he, he when he was just in the plane with Jack, he wanted to kill Jack, and then he got home and saw Hector trying to like kind of be a leader and take over the business. He's like, 
nah, I ain't about that, but I need to like, so I'm going to play this out. And Jack's a tool there. And now he sees like Nina's back and knows that like Jack, that's a weakest. I feel like Ramon is like very slowly, like not slowly, but like always adapting to whatever's right in front of him, just like Jack Mm -hmm. does. And I feel like when it was just him and Jack, he wanted to kill Jack. But then he saw that Hector trying to make a play for the throne. He's like, okay, well, I need Jack to kind of shut that down. You can definitely see why Jack and Ramon got along. Get along. Yeah. Originally. And why they still have kind of a interesting relationship, even though they both want each other dead. (laughs) (laughs) By by the way, Chris, you asked a question about if I knew if I had guessed who that was. Mm -hmm. But it will never stop being that who I wanted that to become the SUV. It's the greatest of all time. My man's Ira Gaines. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I I mean, I just wanted it. I just wanted to be Ira. Like, hey, Jack. No. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm moving up. He's my bitch. I think you might be happily surprised in the back half of this season, Curtis. I'm hoping. Well, because Ira Gaines would have literally bid 226. (laughs) Like, Nina, he's like, I know you, Jack. God damn it. How the fucking Ira. He's that much of a boss. Or like 225.1. Jack, what? Jack, Jack, come on. No, oh, I see you. <laughs> we bid one dollar. I bid a dollar. You've all we're gone for, way we're, over. We're, we're going for the lowest bid, gentlemen. <laughs> what? It's a it's a virus. It's, we have a lot of it. Closest without going over. <laughs> you guys are really over the top. <laughs> okay. So what do you what predictions for next episode? We're in the desert. Mm-hmm. We have two hours until the transfer happens. Mm-hmm. Jack says he can Jack promises that he can find Nina because he trained her, even though he couldn't find Nina for the last two, three years. He will what? find he will find Nina at the 59th minute of the next episode. He will okay. find her location, but not find Nina herself. Do um, you think Tony's going to have a uh, like a breakdown or anything? Is who's going to be in charge of C2 at the end of the next episode? Tony, still Tony. But okay. what's going to yeah. happen? Like, okay, so now Jack has he's got Chase back at the ranch being tortured. He's got Claudia, who he told her to help Chase, and they'll get out of there immediately because he thought this deal was going to happen. Uh, and now he's got to chase down Nina instead. Like, is Claudia just going to wait around? Is Chase so just going to be there hanging? Here's the thing. I think this is realistic for the 2000s. I'm sorry, but for America, um, Claudia has a knife, and Claudia is hot enough to make this work because men are this bad. <laughs> She could lure every dude on that ranch into her cabin and murder them all individually. Mm. Like, they'd be like, hey, come in here. Eh? That's a right? great point. And we like, did like, not talk I just saw my boy about go- I just saw my knife bo- she pulled yeah. from the drawer. Right? Like, I just saw my boy go in the cabin. He did. You should come in here and have fun with us. They'd be like, oh, shit. Group party. Stab. <laughs> like, it just, it would or happen. she would just be like, hey, every time. there's oil under Hector's truck. Go fucking fix it. But all realistically... The oil stain is just blood stains from the three other dudes she killed while yeah. they bent down to check the oil. It's like, oh, sorry, slit throat, idiot. Yeah. We're Go fix the fucking truck, you moron. Dudes are that dumb. She yeah. kill all of them. And just walk so out with Chase. I don't think she's a I don't think she's a cold blood killer though. She said she's gonna kill Jack. Yeah, but that's that's a passion. That's a crime of passion. But that's here's true. no, but here's the thing though. I think Jack is tired of people who are more pacifist. So Terry died and that sucked, and then that fucking Lane Bryant model he had last time uh, died. Or no, she's not dead. She's just gone. <laughs> Dunk, right? And so now he's got a boss. Real boss. Maybe he wants him a murderer. Like, if he, comes, if, he, if he comes back to that cabin and she killed the entire organization, just body stacked up, they're going to do it right there. Right. They're going to make weird noises. 
Well, turn the camera off. The season's over. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. So let's close this one out. How you guys feel? Like, did this this episode felt like a little turning point for me? For this, yeah, I feel like we got got all the chess pieces in place. Well, here's I'm excited because it like that. I imagine maybe Alan wasn't part of the cabal originally to go get to David. So now Mm -hmm. that he's mad at him, who knows what happens? Yeah. Right. That's gonna ramp up a little bit. Um, obviously, Kim has fucked over CTU, so it's a, just a giant clusterfuck. Um, so it's gonna be crazy, and Jack is Jack. So he's gonna be, and I'm sure a luxurious SUV designed by the folks at Ford. Definitely a to Ford go, to go for find, sure. to go find Nina. And Nina, I, I, by the way, I like the way that Nina, Nina, at the end of season one, and even part of season two was cold blooded. She is so scared of Jack. Like, she's just, like, her eyes and her shake. She's like, no. Uh-uh. Nope. So she's going to be scared all the next episodes. It's kind of interesting to see what happens. I mean, Nina has to be shaking her little space boots. It's like she thought she like, you know, obviously the inherent danger of buying a virus on the on the fucking black market. Mm-hmm. But like, fuck, Jack Bauer shows up and also they think he's cool. <laughs> like everyone thinks well, he's fine. Yeah. And the actress is magnificent. This is essentially the face, so that she, the face that she gives is the face of someone who who got away from Ethan Hunt in Mission Impossible 2 <laughs> and just resaw him. In the latest one. Like, God damn it. I was away from you for 15 years. Wow. Maybe, How are I think maybe stop doing crimes, hey, bro. That's Ethan Hunt. He's an IMF agent. We know that. What do you mean you know that? Kill him. Well, it takes his face off and it's fun. <laughs> we all have a good time with it. Everyone laughs. It's funny. This is a good right. time. Like I, say, I say John Wick, but, you know, the adjudicator is maybe more brave. But, you know, you don't want to see somebody like, I got away from him. I got away from a Stone Cold Killer years ago. And if I get away from a stone, like the, a known stone cold killer, I retire. I'm just like, hey, well, you know what? Hey, I did she it. Needs I'm money. gone now. She's got, she's got sponsors, right? She brought her you can go to the place. private side. I'll, I'll fucking work at a Chipotle at that point. I'm fine. <laughs> I don't Jack care. will find <laughs> you good. at the Chipotle. But at that point, I've reti- I got away. I'm not in it anymore. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Well, I mean, she did yeah. kill his wife, so yeah, that's fine. Yeah, he's going to hunt um, for the engineers. That John, John Wick 5 Qdoba. That's finally time I... My, my, my. <laughs> All right, gents. Well, I think that's going to do it for us as we get along as his life. It's been a, just a fucking banger of an episode. <laughs> Everyone, if you like this episode, um, we're going to try to be back again more regularly. Um, we've got some travel and obviously the holidays coming up, but we're going to try to stay on our schedule. Um, if you like this show, you will almost certainly also like our sister show, uh, Trends in Low Places, in which Michael and I, and occasionally Curtis, mm-hmm. it's been a minute, but uh, Curtis jumps on every once in a while. We break down the dumbest possible stories we can find on the internet. Every week, um, they're really stupid, but uh, it's mostly just us dunking on them. So if you like this one, you will almost certainly like that one. Um, so go ahead and check that out. You can also find out more information about both both of those shows at goodbuddymedia.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is literally no information <laughs> on that website that is worth knowing, but <laughs> there is information on both of these shows there. We have not updated it in a dog's age, but again, the website does exist and you can find stuff there. So go check it out if you want to know anything about either of these shows. And uh, Curtis, how else can people help us out? Well, first off, I want to tell my boy I was here because when I come on to Trenton Places, what I try to do is try to uh, scour Black Twitter, which is a, a, just a, an adorable, fantastic place I love to look at and just see what's happening and bring that, bring that to, the, to the light. Um, for the next episode, gentlemen, I want you to look up the fact that the casting director, and this may have been 20 years ago, uh, or, or recently, but either way, someone thought that a good casting choice for the role of Harriet Tubman was Julia Roberts. We saw out. Gone, mm-hmm. gone, gone, toss it around for a little minute. Mm-hmm. It seemed interesting to me. Mm-hmm. 
we okay. thought about it and then we we're like, oh, we're we're too honkies. No, you're not. No, no, that's just dumb. Anyway, if you, if you want to help us out, folks, uh, go ahead subscribe to any, either one of our podcasts, uh, alongside the last fortunes of low places on your podcast app of choice. Whether that be what, what, or both, or both. Yeah. I mean, subscribe to both of them. I'm if you're already subscribed to this one because you're because you're a fan, get the new one in. Do it again, coward. <laughs> oh shit, new accounts. Either way, do it on iTunes, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Podbean, Stitcher, however you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to us, and when you do that, go ahead and leave us a review or a rating, however you, or however they track, uh, you know, the goodness of the Good Buddy Podcast on their on their application. Do that for us, so that we can climb up the charts and become a podcast juggernaut and be sponsored by Wodka, hmm. the other clear drink. <laughs> The other white meat. That wasn't see you did see I wasn't gonna do that. But I told I you were two honkies. Wow. Anyway, all right. So that's it for the old podcast subscriptions. But Michael, tell the folks how they can help us out on the old social medias. You can find us at L Dualcast L D O L Cast on Twitter, uh, and you know follow us there, and uh, we tweet out when when new shows go a popping. Uh, you can also find us at uh, uh, the other show, Tilpcast. Uh, we also uh, talk there on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so shoot us a message if you have a fan theory. If you have, uh, you know, you want to just talk about how cool Chloe is. Uh, you know, any anything about the show. Uh, you know, shoot us a message there. And if you want, that's on Michael's live journal. You can find it. <laughs> you, can, you can find my live journal about Chloe. Um, yeah, you can also, uh, did you mention goodbuddymedia at gmail.com? You can send us messages there. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, well, fellas, we're running out of time. Toodles. <laughs>